This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What is up, Brigade? How are you? Welcome into the Wednesday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book. Myself, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. Open Championship, Dubsy Wednesday. Host of Props Golf coming on in 30 minutes to break down the field at the old course, St. Andrews. We've got baseball news, breaking news, guys getting fired on the way to the ballpark today, Dave. And you sporting that very nice Mariner throwback. What's up? How are you? The teal is always minus 300. The jersey is unbelievable. And the hat with the teal bill. It's a winner. The Griffey um, Jr. special. Yeah, it might be uh, it might be good in game one. They're up five nothing, top of the fourth. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the show. Um, definitely a lot to talk about. Uh, a mm. little bit to reflect on from uh, some guy who just does the picks. Uh, ah. little ah. little 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 turnaround yesterday. Uh, hey, hello. Self imposed <laughs> is over. One day. One day, one day, <laughs> going full on Southern little yeehaw beer, little Nemco Motorsports. We're going straight throwback into the South today. Talked about the South yesterday. See on me? You going straight SEC? Yeah, I gotta get some SEC gear for hats. I don't have many college football hats. I need to pick up my boy TJ. Need I need a care package from Alabama. I'm running short on my Bama. <laughs> Barbecue sauce, and I gotta get a little. Uh, I gotta leave a little Bama hat action going. I got an Auburn hat. Pisses him off every time I wear the Auburn hat. So Sometimes he wants me to play the villain. <laughs> he wants me to wear. He's like, "Why aren't you wearing a Bama hat?" I'm like, "Well, then send me a Bama hat, and I'll wear a Bama hat." So I just can't. I can wear everyone's hats except Tennessee. So oh, that's yours. That's the one you can't do it. A, it just creamsicle you. I just can't do it. Just it's the one, one I can't put on is Tennessee. Everybody um, else in the SEC, I'm good. It's not Tennessee. I'm I'm a Penn State guy. Um, I could wear hats pretty much of everybody, but there's certain teams like that Ravens hat. If that ever day comes where I got to wear that Ravens hat, that one's gonna hurt. Philadelphia Flyers as a that's good. guy so can't that's do a it. bet then. Okay, so the, there's yeah. a good bet yeah. for us during the season that you'll yeah. have to wear no, a Ravens. Please, hat. no. Ariel's already talking about it. Ariel Epstein, another <laughs> social media person. She's like, we made a bet before. I don't want to have to wear the Raven hat. But my Big Ten one mm. might be Michigan. It's Michigan or Ohio State that I can That can't is our wear. team of the day today, our schedule of the day, the Michigan Wolverines. So that factored right in. <laughs> what are the chances of that that I would mention that? There you How about go. That? So Michigan today will be our circus sports schedule of the day. We will go through that. Before we go into anything else, including the doubleheader happening game one today, I have to take a mea culpa and send an apology out. So yesterday, Get off the air yesterday. Oh, boy. About two hours afterwards. 
And so my before, family, before this rant, can everybody just hit the like button? If you're watching the, like the show yes, live right now, you. just hit that like button. All right. So I'm here's what happened back. to me yesterday. You both Farah and you, Dave, and I'm sure the audience can, can agree with it, can relate okay. to this. So my family now knows we do this thing called my favorite thing about today. Mm-hmm. They know this rant that we do, this conversation where we talk about the families, we talk about our lives, blah, yes. blah, blah. Yes, we do. Yesterday was not just one birthday, but two birthdays. Oh, no. Yesterday was my sister's birthday and my oh, brother's no. birthday. They're both born on July the 12th. How could you forget this? So I get this from my mom at four o'clock Pacific time. Hey, by the way, one, you haven't said happy birthday to your siblings. And two, you didn't mention it on the show. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You delivered the line of the summer so far. Don't blame the wife, blame the life. And you forgot to wish your siblings a happy, a happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to both of you from me. And Mama Peralt, thank you for yeah. watching the show and telling him he's supposed <laughs> to give the siblings a happy birthday wish on the show. 23-year-old sister, 27-year-old brother. And, and, and when you're in your 20s, your birthday is still a really a big deal. There's still like a special day. And so I totally effed that up. So my sincere apology. My other brother, Colin, lands tonight here in Vegas He's staying for a bachelor party for the weekend and then staying with me for four days. So my brain wasn't really going in the right place. I got a lot of crap going on in my life. I got a lot of drama going on in my life. And so it just was one of those things where I messed up. So for Maggie and Owen, I apologize. Happy belated birthday. Your oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to set the bar. I'm supposed to set the standard. Drop the ball. And I dropped the ball. I fumbled it all over the place yesterday. So Unbelievable. My apologies. Stupid me. Now I got to do something special for him. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a guy offering me Red Sox tickets. And my mom is like, pay for the Red Sox tickets for Maggie's birthday. It's like, all right, fine. Well, that's what I'll do. Got to go hit another. <laughs> yeah, I got to go hit another parlay. I got to go hit another three to one parlay. Damn go it. ahead and pay, pay for the Red Sox tickets. So that's where I am currently at today. I'm in the doghouse of doghouse right now for my family, which I'm sure you all can relate to it. Oh, I'm in it every day. Nobody knows with your, shit. With your siblings? D- Brother Dan's in the chat all the time. Brother Dan's in the chat all the time. He gives me shit all the time. But uh, Brother Dan, I don't mess with. Um, we had our little come to Jesus. Uh, I think he was 13. I was 13. Maybe he was 12 at the time. Okay. One and only time he uh, he caught me. I bounced his head off the ground while we were playing basketball in the back, and he fouled Ow. me. He fouled me, and he, we got into a little argument, and he was down on the ground, and I took a shot, banged his head off the ground. He got a big melon, so he was okay, but he chased me down and knocked me out almost, hit me in the jaw. It was the only time any of us ever hit anybody in the face, and that's when I realized I was done messing with Uncle Dan. And then uh, Uncle Doug gives me shit every day. We've been competing since he came out of the womb. Ooh. And then my twin sisters, Dina and Dara, all D's, um, they run the show, just like, you know, the little one does here. Little Consig, Kendall, you know, she's in the chat telling everybody, look at this picture of my dad, uh, nonstop, giving me shit. So it's part of the program. That's it. So how did your sister, one of the twins, meet up with Pat McAfee in in Lake Tahoe? How did that work? <laughs> so she goes up there for the weekend. Her- just randomly. Yeah, they're going to Tahoe. They, okay. 
you know here you're yeah. looking for an excuse to get out of the heat. Well, down in Arizona, it's every weekend. Where can we go to just get out of this stifling heat? So my brother-in-law, Steve, my sister, Dara, and their son, Eli, who's named short for Elliot, you know, for my dad. Cool. Take my sister, Dina, up to Reno for the weekend. So they're like, hey, there's this golf tournament. We should go. So Sunday, I'm sitting at home doing stuff. I get the text. Hey, look at this. We're following McAfee and A.J. Hawk at this tournament. And I said, well, tell them who you are. Tell them you're my sister. And will we come over and take a picture? And she's like, are you sure? I said, tell Pat that Dave said hello. Well, just tell him. Two minutes later, I get the picture of the two of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just, How did she, she do it, though? Did she like, do you know if did she like yell, hey, Sharapan said hi? So so she came, She said they finished 18 and they were, you know, walking to sign the scorecards or whatever. And she said she ran over and said, hey, Pat, Pat, uh, Dave Sharapan said to say hi. I'm his sister. Can we take a picture real quick? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's probably loaded up pretty good. <laughs> he's yes. like, oh. Sure. Sheriff, and I love the kid singer, took a picture with her. She's like, I can't believe you actually know him. I'm like, we talked to him on the show. Go watch the videos on the site. I mean, that was one of the best interviews I've ever done ever of anybody. When he talked to us at the Super Bowl, we had all the boys, Gumpy, Diggs, Nikki, Skates, Foxy, and mm -hmm. even Matt, who doesn't do any interviews other than the show, talk to us. And it's all there on the, on the website at props.com. Uh, props YouTube channel. Yeah. It's all there. It's interesting because I don't know if you saw any of the highlights. AJ Hawk swinging a golf club is a weird, like he is so strong still. Yeah. Like the club is a toothpick in his hands. Of course. So he has to like, he can't do a full swing on a par three. He has to like do this, knockdowns. This it is, was wild. This is the problem of being a big burly person, like strong guy. You don't know, especially, you know, now you're playing a little bit more. You, if you don't know how far you hit a seven iron, you can't really swing all the time. Like, and when yeah. you don't know, right, it makes it tougher. So you, you know, that's how you see the difference between the amateurs and the pros. The pro swings are the same. You know, they know exactly within five yards of how they're hitting this club and this wind in this distance with this lie. Amateurs are like, you know, we're just trying to hit the green. So right, it's crazy. All right, so let me ask a couple questions here. Yes, sir. Let's start with a doubleheader question because somebody yes. asked me this and it could be an, an ask the book segment. What do you make of doubleheaders? Do you avoid them? Is there an angle to bet them? Because like in the pandemic, there were seven inning games. Now they're back to being nine inning games. Yes. Teams are allowed to add one arm on a day of a doubleheader to keep the bullpen fresh. Right. But you're still worried about burning guys out and, and having, you know, nobody available in the, nightcap if you go through everybody in the first game any betting philosophy that you have when it comes to no hitters i mean double headers because for me it's it's a no play i don't i don't touch them for years um the second game of the double header was to bet the side that lost the first game getting exactly. a sweep and it was really hard always has been so used to see bad guys just come in and you know if Seattle wins game one. They'll come again on, on Washington. Now, the steam came on Washington anyway today. So you'll have a lot of guys maybe doubling up. Um, a lot of times you would see if it's a day-nighter like this, they would bet one game over 
and they would bet the opposite of the second game. So if the first game goes over, you'll take under bets. We would literally slide the number. If it was eight and a half, we'd make it eight. Mm-hmm. And if the first team won, we'd add five to 10 cents to the side we knew they were going to bet, which was the opposite side. So, and But there were other guys that used to just bet the, bet the sweep. They were few and far between. I don't think there's a steadfast rule. I think if the bullpen gets kind of blown out in the first game, you look to bet the over in the second. I, I think betting the second game of a doubleheader, you can kind of find different angles. Betting the first game is is just, I mean, who knows? They're starting a game at noon back east. It's 9 o'clock in the morning here. The whole routine is messed up, you know? So you don't even know how much. I mean, the, the starting pitchers get their warm-up time, but literally guys are waking up right away trying to scarf down breakfast and get to the ballpark and do their thing. There's no BP, doubleheader days. So you kind of just go and play. A lot of the thinking might be to bet the under in the first game because of that, but who knows? So much for Josiah Gray being the best pitcher for the, for the Nats today because he yeah. goes four innings. He's still in there. Four innings, six hits, five earned runs. He's thrown 79 pitches so far here through four innings. And he was the guy that everybody was looking to back today because – Flexing, as you mentioned, has been up and down so far for him. Three and a third, two hits, no runs, no earned runs, giving up 41 pitches into the fourth How inning. How many Ks he got? Just curiosity. How many Ks? Zero. Gray's got six. Damn. So he's That's not already over. He's already yeah. over his prop. So Gray got over on the prop on the on the K Ooh. prop, but Flexing's way low. And so, but he's still in the game, so maybe he could get rolling here. But five nothing the lead for the Mariners at the moment. They scored three in the first, two in the fourth. Mm. And, and this is why I'm asking because I'm wondering: Do the Nationals just make Gray wear it and just say we got a game in the afternoon? We're down five nothing. Stay out there. <laughs> like you just you, you're going six seven innings regardless. Listen, we're seeing this thing now that's happening, and, and Sheehan wrote about it in his newsletter. Guys, if you like baseball at all, go subscribe to Joe Sheehan's newsletter. It's unbelievable. Talking about position players pitched in both teams yesterday in a 13-0 game with San Francisco and Arizona. It's becoming a more normal thing. Teams are doing it sooner. In a game like this, this might happen. It's a huge in-game thing part of a little bit of a network of people who actually send alerts when a position player comes in because wow. it's an automatic bet yes in that half inning that a oh, run's wow. going to be scored. The algorithm doesn't know. It just is doing what it normally does, takes who's coming up and puts it in there. It's a huge betting opportunity for you guys that are watching the show. If you find out that a position player is playing, go look at the end game and bet that th- Yes, a run will be scored in that half inning. It's a it's, it's a huge uh, thing within the the bad guy community. Let's put it that way. I like it. Yeah. Second game going on today right now: Mets and the Braves. So this was Morton against Bassett, and the Mets are all over Atlanta for nothing right now. Hello, in the bottom of the third inning, Morton has been lit up, but they're letting him wear it too, even though it's not a doubleheader. Three innings, four hits, four earned runs, five Ks for Charlie Morton so far. And they're going up against Bassett, two and two thirds, two hits, no earned runs, and four Ks for him. And look, Bassett's been pretty good for the Mets, six and six with a 3.94 ERA, but a guy that 
you know, kind of like a zigzag theory, I guess, for him. He's two and three over his last five, lost to the Marlins 5-2 last time out, but again, a little four spot here from the New York Mets going into the game, into the game. Did you like Atlanta? Cause I actually did. I liked under, I'm mean, okay. under eight. I did the, I did the show this morning with B how back East, Brad, how, uh, and I, when we talked about this game, I just liked under. So that leads me when I like under, I always look to take the home team. I said, I don't know. It's a tough game right now. The price seems a little high to actually take Atlanta, but yeah, I, I liked under, was there a home run hit in the game for nothing? I'm assuming a home run. Was yeah, it. Escobar went deep, mm. uh, and Lindor went deep. Oh, two home runs. That's how you get four runs on that quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Escobar this- went for a solo shot, and Lindor went for two run shot, probably right? three run shot. Looks oh, like. oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah three so run two, shot. Two mistakes, four runs, makes perfect sense. Might be a game where the adjusted in-game totals a little high. First two games were dead unders. I mean, I played them in-game unders. The original number was seven or seven and a half. I went under six and a half. I went under five and a half both nights, having a pretty good week so far. So I was kind of thinking that this morning. And uh, both both games are at nine and a half live. Now it's both? nine. Mets okay. just dropped down into nine juice yeah. to the over 128. Juice to the overs minus one twenty eight. You can take under nine plus money, uh, minus one hundred two at Fanduel. Oh, the spreads are unbelievable. Oh, and now it's back to wow. Now it's right back to nine and a half. Wow, this stuff is so volatile. My gosh, now it's ten for the Mariners and the Nationals. See, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I mean, the Mariners and Nationals would they go to the top of fifth right now? Uh, yeah, top of five, five, okay. five nothing, ten even money to the over minus one twenty eight to the under. I like to find the peak and go under or, you know, when it gets down a little bit low and go over. I think you can go under in the Mets and Braves under nine. It's that's probably a, a good. Play. Now it is plus money. Now it's plus one oh two. Right. Because they must have either got a guy on or somebody's behind an account. As soon as a guy gets on, it changes the number. If a guy gets the three oh count, it changes the number. It's so fast. So you're thinking ahead. Now it's locked. So now would something just happened then. <laughs> they, right. they just locked it. So yeah. somebody go deep. <laughs> well, Acuna's up. I got the game on here, but I'm behind. So I'll tell you right now what happens. Uh, and then we'll be able to see. He walked. He did. That's yeah. it. Ball four. Yep. So a guy goes to first base on a walk and they lock it? Well, they lock it, adjust it. That number will go up. You'll get nine and a half, right? The total yep. will be higher. Nine and a half minus 106 under minus 120. For a runner at first base. Jeez, that's a little bit aggressive. Get under, though. You only have to lay 120. That's a play. Okay. And under 10 at minus 125? In the other game? Mariners Nationals. Uh, You're on your own with that one. I think that that, that, that could be volatile. That could end up being 6 5 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be be a little concerned about the volatility of that because the Mariners bullpen can be spotty at times. And so it's really interesting. All right. Mac just tapped into the chat with a Mets Atlanta Nerfy check mark green check mark so he got that it's crazy because the game's four nothing but there was no run scored in the first inning there we go so we'll get to dubsy here in about five minutes yes phil mickelson did not attend the the champions dinner last night at the open i I bring this what why would he because i think it's a little bit too much i think 
I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because I, I I just I just finished the book. I don't know, man. Like, I get people are pissed at Phil. I get the Tiger and Rory are going to take their pound of flesh out of this guy for what he has done. I get why the RNA it called the Live Tour basically like a horrible thing for the game of golf to exist. I under, I understand all of that, but. I don't know, man. Like th- this is where I get why Tiger is angry at other golfers, but at some point, like Phil didn't really stand behind Tiger, but Phil didn't bury Tiger when he was going through his stuff. And it, this feels like a little bit of burying Phil Mickelson at the moment. Oh, it's it's pile on everybody. I mean, Tiger yeah. held court yesterday in that press conference, and he he made it known, and he didn't single out any specific names, but he said everybody that went to the Live Tour is you know, taking the easy way out, not wanting to compete, you know, not kind of. Phil is know. six years older than Tiger. Phil is 51 years old. Yeah, he's your age. I, I, I get I get it, man. Like, I'm Tiger's 51 age. 51 old. What did that mean? I didn't know it's what older. that meant. Old, it's older. Oh, he's six years oh. older than Tiger. I'm 45. I'm Tiger's age. You're Phil's age. Okay. Phil I, and I, Tiger. I like go. this. Okay. okay. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, to me, I almost, I like what Tiger said. It was his, one of his best, one of his best press conferences of all time yesterday. But I got a little, when I found out that Phil was invited to the to the champions dinner, the RNA said, you can come if you want. And then Phil decided after talking to some people, like the, 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 the gist of it is, yeah, you can come, but we kind of would prefer that you didn't. I don't know. I mean, he's, He's still one of the best ambassadors for the sport. The fans still like Phil Mickelson. But I don't think the tour wanted him there. Nope. Oh, but I mean, but, I mean it's the RNA. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that's what I mean. They tapped him on the shoulder and said, Hey, Phil, don't come. Right. But they said you can you can, but like we're not telling you you can't, but but you should understand that if you walk in this room, you know, people aren't really going to be happy. If I was well, Phil, no, I, I mean, would, I, not I only not going to be happy, you're going to take away from what it is. That's yeah, the he's a former thing. champion. He's on I mean, a live tour. I All know, but he's a out former champion. I mean, it's, I don't look. 10, 26. So, sorry for this. Fuck him. Bam, uh, 10, 26 times two. I, I mean, I'm walking. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I don't like what Phil did. I don't like the live tour. I don't like that this thing exists. It's bad for the game of golf. It's bad. They took a bag of money. They all took the easy way out. You can say all those things, but I'm not erasing the history of Phil Mickelson with a game of golf because of it. I'm not going to ostracize this dude knowing that Tiger had a whale of a time getting sponsors back. And I'm not saying Tiger has to go out of his way to welcome Phil in, but I would have liked to have seen, I don't know. I think at some point enough's enough. At some point, you when made is the enough, enough P Ralt. When is enough enough? It's going to run its course this whole rest of this golf year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the last major. So this is it. And then we head into, you know, the the silly season and the, and the Ryder Cup. And, you know, I, I understand where golf is. I understand people being mad. I don't like it either. Okay. I don't like the easy way out. I don't like the, the format. I don't like the Saudi backing. All that stuff I get. I just, <laughs> Phil Mickelson was never going to win a major again. Okay, Phil Mickelson was going to be a nice, he's a nice ambassador for the game of golf. He's taken himself out of it to go somewhere else, to take a large amount of money, to do whatever he had to do. Pay off gambling debts, get security for Billy Walters when he's able to do what he wants to do. I mean, whatever the reason that Phil made to make that money move, 
it wasn't the right move for golf, but it was the right move for him in his mind. And yes, we can crack on him and make fun of them and rip on the format and everything else. But like, he's a former champion of the open. It was an open dinner. It was a former champion's dinner. Like not having him be there means you're lacking one of the guys who won, a, won the open. It's like your boys club. And you're like, you can't come in here. Sorry. You know, we, we have our, we have our tree house and you can't come into our tree house. Like, stop it. What voice was that? I like that voice. <laughs> just those annoying people. Like just stop being a bunch of dweebs. You all look like dweebs anyway. The whole, you see that picture so, that, of, of all the champions in front of the, the hotel that, that, that came out yesterday. I did not. Okay. White men are ugly. Old white men are just straight up ugly. Like you just go look. They're all white guys except for Tiger. And I, I guess Colin Morikawa too. So it's Colin Morikawa and it's Tiger. And it's like, I was just looking at this going like, there's a lot of really ugly old white guys in golf. <laughs> like it really, it really, there's a lot of really ugly old weird looking, looking dude or white guys. Like they're just all, and they're all squinting and they're all like in the sun <laughs> and they can't see. And like their hairs are all blowing and half of them are like balding like me and everybody else. It's like, it's like, man, like you guys are just like, you're a bunch of fugly dudes, man. It's just, just, it's just who you are. And like, and like you're the ones like holding court going like, you can't come into our party. Like, uh-uh, can't come into our party. So who it's looks just, worse? Phil for not going or the tour for? It's just a bad look for everybody. I mean, it is, right? It's just, Both just a bad look for the game of golf. It's just a Correct. bad look when a guy of Phil's stature is on the outs. And on the outs for, I mean, we don't know the full story. That's part of the problem with the whole thing is everyone could speculate. Oh, his gambling debts or oh, something else. And oh, his marriage is in trouble. Like whatever the reasons for why Phil went, I don't, I mean, to, be, to be frank, Phil going doesn't really bother me. It's the other guys. It's the Dustin Johnson's. It's the Brooks Kepka's. It's the guys who could have been competitive on the PGA tour week in and week out. Those are the guys that really should be taking the heat for all this. And I, I, I guess I just have a soft spot for Phil Mickelson. I just, I just think that he's a, he's a dude that's done a lot for the game of golf. And he was the anti-Tiger. When Tiger was a prick, Phil was nice. Phil was soft. Phil mm-hmm. was the guy that got the fans smiling. He walked over and shook the hands. In the book, it's documented like crazy. All of the money and time Phil has given to charities. Mm-hmm. And tried to help causes and paid off kids, paid for kids to go to college, paid for kids whose parents have passed away and, and taken care of them financially. Amy's been amazing in that. His wife taking care of different people, giving money to cancer research. And like, yeah, okay, he's taking some dirty money. Okay, I, I get it. But like keeping him out of that dinner last night or making it known that, yeah, you can come, but we didn't really want you here for the former champions dinner is, I don't know. It's getting to be a bit over overkill for me. Is it going to turn? Is the public sentiment going to turn? Because no. right now, Phil's wearing the, the villain hat. He's being put in that position. And he was always, I mean, you're right. It was the anti-Tiger. So, yeah, I mean, you, I I like them both. I mean, I, 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 I was. I love I them both. The yin I, and yeah. the yang of it. I love them both. Exactly. I thought it was good for everybody. And it was hard to do probably for both of them, which is fine. But. Now it's weird how it's turned. I mean, they both went to places that were pretty dark and <laughs> have come out of it. And now it's like, well, Phil's still in it. I don't think Phil's out of it yet. It, Tiger, well, I think Tiger's he's back it. in it deeper. I yeah. think when, when he had to testify and was going to testify and he just gave the money back, they kind of thought that was the end of it. Well, that wasn't the end of it. And that now wasn't that public, though. I mean, the, the whole, like, the golf community, the betting community, like, we all knew that this was going on with Phil. 
and we knew there was an insider trading situation, but like, it wasn't the same. Like Phil didn't give a press conference like Tiger did and stood up and said, I'm addicted to sex. Like <laughs> Phil didn't have, awkward, yeah. Phil didn't have, Amy awesome, didn't take bro. a nine iron to the back of his car as he, cr- as he crashed into a tree yeah. on Thanksgiving. Like right. there, there wasn't a, a natural inquirer reporter camped out in Australia waiting for Rachel Ucatel to hook up with Tiger to take pictures of his tryst in, you know, overseas. Was that the Perkins waitress? No, the Perkins waitress was the Perkins waitress. Rachel Ucatel was actually the madam. She, she was the one that set up all of the women in Vegas when he came here to the MGM. She was the one she, he started sleeping with her first and then she just farmed out her whole entire roster to to tiger to do whatever she won't win on the (laughs) here and there and there. And like, and there's, but she was the one, they knew that somebody tipped off about Rachel, Rachel Ucatel tipped off the National Enquirer. They flew somebody to Australia to camp out in the, the lobby of the hotel where Tiger was playing an, an exhibition event and thought nobody was paying attention. And that's where the pictures were taken and they followed Tiger up and the whole thing, Tiger and his mistress. And then all of the things, the Perkins waitress came out. People said, Damn. yeah, I slept with Tiger in the back of his car in the parking lot. And, oh, my everything else that came out, all of that dirty laundry that I can't believe was 10, 12 years ago that all came out with Tiger that we don't talk about anymore with Tiger. But I don't know. I would like to see Tiger kind of stand up and go like, look, Phil made a really bad mistake, okay? But like at some point, we need to recognize what this guy was for the game of golf. It's just the rivalry between the two guys, I think will prevent that from happening. Right. They still, they, they, they're still super competitive with each other, even though they're kind of buddy-buddy. Nah. can ask our guy. We'll ask him what he thinks. All right, let's go. Good. It's Dubsy Wednesday, host of Props Golf, who's been on a bit of a heater, picking up some plus money peaches, as he calls it here. He is Dubs Anderson, the host of Props Golf, here on the Bostonian versus the book. What is up, my boy? How are you? Happy Wednesday, boys. Talk about a heater. Talk about a big week in sports. The Open Championship. Back to the storied old course at St. Andrews. The 30th time we come back here and look at the names in attendance, the likes of Jack Nicholas, John Daly, the big cat. Maybe this is the last time we see the band back together from the Live Series, the DP World Tour, the PGA Tour. Somebody get me a seatbelt. I'm about to lift off, boys, but you know those heavy pockets that keep me down. I keep going back to the fruit store and they say, no more, Mr. Dubsy. We're running out of peaches. Start giving out plums, but you know I can't do it in the golf bedroom, boys. Happy Wednesday. I'm absolutely jacked up for this one. If you still have Rachel Lucatol's number, I wouldn't mind catching up with her for a coffee. She sounds like a good time. What is cooking, boys? <laughs> That's hey. the way you come into the BVP, boys and girls. boys? the best. Go find where Rachel Lucatol currently lives. Let's go find where, <laughs> let, 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 Get her number for don't, yeah, this one. don't post it. The missus is absolutely going to kill me, boys. <laughs> All right, she she she's yeah. out of the house. Right, not listening. She didn't listen to us. Wait, you she said something there that I'm concerned about. You think this could be the last time we see the European Tour, Live Tour, PGA Tour guys playing a tournament like this together? Well, look, I, I think the outlook uh, from the RNA, which we heard. Yesterday, this morning, they're trying their best not to give any world ranking points to the Live Series, which I, I don't think that they, they can keep this up forever. So I think maybe for the next year or two, a lot of these Live golfers who don't have exemptions from the last five years, who can't maintain their top 50 ranking in the world, we're not going to see them at the majors. But look, boys, this one is headed 
to court. There's going to be fireworks. And right now, I think the Live Golfers will have a pretty good chance of eventually coming back to play wherever they please. I mean, golf is so old school. It's so stuffy. I mean, you see it this week. As much as I love it and what makes it great, at the flip side of that, it's it's not the best, boys. I want to get back to playing golf. And if the PGA Tour is so concerned about Live Golf, make your product better. Give them a reason not to leave. Make it the best tour in the world. Pour some more money into it. I know they're not struggling for a buck. And still, the major championships are going to be the pinnacle. I love seeing Tiger Woods in action, right? He is the greatest of all time, especially for me coming up. I idle Tiger. But, I mean, how did he make his money? All these guys chasing the bag. I'm sorry, Tiger. used to play a shortened schedule where you would go and dip across the pond to Australia, Japan, China. Was it to improve the legacy next to Neville Nobody on the Australian Open? No, no, no. You were getting paid to be there. Massive of money. And you turn your back on the John Deere Classic then, and now you're saying, well, these guys, they don't want legacy. They're only, you know, uh, want the bag. Easy for you, mate, when you've got a billion dollars in the bank account. There's only, what, two or three guys like that of a generation who don't have those financial pressures. For these younger guys trying to make a living, come on now. Boys, I ask the question. If I'm going to play a money game and I'm getting beat up by golfers who are much better than me, and I keep going every week and I'm pouring money, pouring money, I'm not winning a cent. And then the, the old guys from the club say, Dubsy, why don't you come and play with us? Uh, it's going to be a little easy. And then I start winning every week. They go, not only that, we're going to pay you just to show up. Why would you not entertain it? Not, not everyone wants to get absolutely beat on, on the PGA Tour. It's easy for these guys, Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas. No financial pressure. It is a tough sport on the PGA Tour, for, especially for the guys outside the top 30 in the world Dubsy, rankings. Those are, but, but the Live Tour is not taking the top, the outside the top 30 guys. They are taking the top 30 guys. That's what they well, want. Yeah, they're trying to. I mean, you look at a lot of the names. They've dropped outside the top rankings now, but that's my beef, boys. I mean, why would you not entertain it? Not everyone wants to chase you know, major championships. For some of these guys, it's a career. Go and get paid more to do less. And people make the argument, well, it's different. You know, In the NFL, these guys, they get paid up front and then they got to perform after the it's fact. It's job, Dubs. It's the right? same it's for these guys. Job. Absolutely. It is. I, I, but I'll push back a little bit on that because I think if they were signing just Pat Perez's of the world, I don't think the PGA Tour would care. They're going after the Dustin Johnsons, the Brooks Kepkas. They're going after the guys who have had big names, who have won major golf they championships. Yeah. Those are the those are the guys who are getting the seventy five hundred seventy five two hundred and fifty million dollars to go over there and play. If, if the Live Tour wanted to say, "Hey, we'll pay anybody you know who wants to come play here, we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars a year to come and play," I don't think the PGA Tour would care, right? Well, I mean, right now the PGA Tour for me it feels like uh, the, the ex uh, boyfriend who's you know, jealous, he's upset. I, I, mate, get get back in the gym, improve yourself, lose a couple of kilos, start dressing better. Then she's going to say, hey, what am I missing out on? Come back here. And again, from Fair. what I'm understanding and from what I've I've heard from the Live guys, they've got like a five-year plan. Who knows how long it's going to last, right? right. I, I question longevity. There's no feeder to it coming into it. It doesn't give the golfers a platform on the other side. And yes, they've got, it seems like a bottomless pit of money. But again, I mean, if you put a billion dollars into it, okay, we haven't made much back. A couple of billion, eventually they're going to say, okay, this, this is not it, guys. And for me, I'm a golf purist. As you know, boys, degenerate, mad fan of the sport, but we don't have enough to go around. Three tours, no, 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 thank you. It waters down the product. We've got plenty of good golfers, but again, you want to see a spectacle. I don't want to watch the Barracuda Championship where there's just, you know, entry-level guys who should probably be on the court for a tour. It's good golf, 
but it's not a good spectacle, especially when all these other mainstream sports kick back up again. Dobsy, this is the hard part, right? When you are getting guys that, you know, are looking at it as an opportunity or guys that are on the tail end and know they can't beat these young guys and they're they're getting paid just for showing up or, you know, appearance fees, different things like that. They're flying on planes that look like Vegas clubs and all this other stuff. I mean, that's what they have to do. But you saw Tiger's press conference yesterday and he, he, you know, said what he said in that environment. Was there, how do you think that was taken by the guys like on the tour? Like that Um, almost, that was, what was their feeling after they heard that? They, they they know what they're doing. They've got to cop that on the chin. It doesn't matter if it's Tiger or anyone else. They know they're selling out. They're chasing the bag. And I'm okay with that. These are all grown men. They've made that decision. And Tiger made the point, like, some of these young guys are never going to play a full schedule on the tour. They're not going to know what it's like at major championships. Yeah, but they're grown men. Even if they're 20, 21 years of age, what if they come into the sports book down there in Las Vegas and they put 20K through a football game on Sunday? Sorry, d- didn't really know what I was doing. Can can I get that back now? No, no, no. You make your bed, you live with your decisions, but whenever Tiger Woods speaks, you've got to respect it. You know, he's done so much for the sport on and off the course. But again, you know, he's come back after a pretty, uh, you know, interesting little car crash. No one's asked a single question. He's a protected species. I think it's a little bit rich with him pointing the finger at all these guys that live series. Just let them go. Let let them do their thing, big cat. We're focused here, the PGA Tour, Let's make it better. Let's make it the pinnacle. And I think it will be, Dave. I mean, it's exhibition golf, what they're going to play. Um, bogus sort of, you know, golf courses, events. And from what I'm hearing, it's a party. It's great. they got the loud music, plenty of cash. We're doing draft parties. But that's that's exactly what it looks like as well. It doesn't really look like a golf tournament. So I, I think the longevity, it might stick around for a, for a minute. But again, golf, I just question uh, if we've got enough to go around. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think it's going to stay. All right, so the Open Championship, the old course at St. Andrews, you know, it's funny, we're looking at Phil, or sorry, looking at, at at Tiger and then looking at, you know, the guys he's going up against. It's great to see him play, but John Daly, the fact that John Daly can rip heaters, look what he looks like <laughs> drinking, you know, Diet Cokes in the beer this belly and the beard. They're playing a practice round together. I'm like, they both play the same sport. This is really kind of crazy to think that they both have won this golf tournament in the past. Somehow golf's a wild deal. Tiger is minus 192 at FanDuel this morning to make the cut. You in on Tiger making the cut? I am, and I like him for a top 40 at Plus money. He's a plus money piece for a top 40, a plus 125. This is a golf course, and this is what makes the Open so good, boys. On a golf course like this, you can throw distance out the window. I mean, Lee Trevino's ripping bombs 350 yards. It's more about golf IQ, shot making, experience. This is one of the few chances where Tiger really has a legitimate chance of not only making it through to the weekend, but being a factor here, especially if it plays really tough. He can poke his two-iron around the golf course, He's got the short game. Uh, the, the biggest you know, strength that he's got over the field this week is knowing your sight lines, know where those fairway bunkers are. Tiger Woods has got that edge. And we look at his two starts this year, two from two at the majors on very long, tough golf courses. It's easier for him this week. It's a flatter walk. And look, the big cat is absolutely charging out there. He's loving seeing all the previous winners. He loves this golf course. He's won there twice before. So yes, I, I absolutely think he'll make it through the weekend. And if it plays tough, Stranger things that happen. Dubsy. Top 40, wow. Yep. It's a big um, shout. It's a big shout. Plus money peaches has become a thing. 
uh, both here on the BVB and obviously on the props.com, your thing. I mean, that's, that's what we're always looking at, but I got a couple I want to throw at you um, that I found these, these top Spanish player, these okay. top Canadian player. I'll give you the Spanish player first. John Brahms minus one fifty. You got Sergio at plus three sixty. Adria Arnos is plus four thirty, and Pablo Lara Zabel is plus seven dollars. I can't even say the names right. Nah, and I it's... don't know who these people are. <laughs> that looks like that couldn't be easier, John Rom. Am I right? Yeah, I, I, I think Sergio Garcia could be a problem, but for John Rom, it's a couple of gears. This year has not been good enough for him, especially by his standards. Just the one win. The only concern is the short game. I don't know what's going on there, but again, he's got the the, the links experience. He's got a few different shots in the bag. Um, I love his ball striking in this one. He could fly it a little lower. John Rahm, a lot of people aren't talking about him today, but in terms of top Spaniard, I absolutely love that one. You know what Sergio's like. I mean, he could have three in the bunker, rip his golf shoes off, throw him in to the gallery again, and then ask him to come back. So I think John Rahm's to play for that. The other one that I wanted to throw at you because of our friends up north, all of our Canadian listeners who, That's again, it. we really appreciate you. And we talk about this with Gabe and Cam, our other Canadian friends who we do. I do the sports grid with is top Canadian player. There's two people listed on FanDuel. So it's basically a matchup. Yeah. Corey Connors minus 170 versus Mackenzie Hughes, who's plus 125. Is that a plus money peach or what? I mean, that's Corey <sighs> Connors all day, no? Look, uh, c- c- call, me, call me healthy, boys, but Corey Connors is the play. If you're looking for the prototype this week, chess player. Louis Oosthuizen, Corey Connors is the Canadian Louis Oosthuizen. He's an absolute Dang. supremo Dang. with ball striking, slower greens this week. That's going to help Corey Connors, and he could be a mix going into the weekend there, Dave. Uh, I, I love his game. One of the best swings on the tour, Corey Connors. A lot of good things come from up north. I mean, they've got maple syrup. Justin Bieber, just a couple of my favorites. So you'd love to see Corey Connors in the mix here. Okay. All right, Dubsy, this morning, I'm always looking for signs for the universe and the universe yeah. pointing things out. So my whiskey is Elijah Craig. Max Hama this morning oh. put out a picture of him at the Elijah Craig distillery. Oh, going on a tour before he left to go over there. Circus Sports has Max Hama top 10 at plus 565. Can Max do it? Can he come in the top 10? Love it, love it, love it. (laughs) Maximum Homer. And look, I think him and Sammy Burns are knocking on the door for that major breakthrough. I I love what what Max Homer's done. A two-time winner on the PGA Tour this season. And it's not only about getting well suited to the golf course, but you've got to enjoy the experience. Have that mindset. When you're positive playing the old course. Yes, you're going to make a bogey, get some tough lives, but everyone is going to come up against that this week and make some numbers. I like his, his game. And what does Max Homer do well? A bit of everything. There's no real weakness to him. A great short game. That's what you need this week. Last Friday after he finished his round at the Scottish Open, he goes to, uh, I think it was North Berwick in the afternoon to play another 18 holes. Him and the caddy take on the local Ooh. pro and another guy for a money game. Max Homer's out there pushing the cart on the old trolley. He backs up on the Saturday moving day at the Scottish Open. He just loves golf. He loves this part of the world. That's a good sign. Don't sleep on him in the outright market either. I, I think that's a great play for him. That's the next uh, the, the next breakthrough, the next level, if you will, major championship golf. Last one for me, Dubsy, before we let you go. We're out in the West Coast, okay? Here we are. This, this, this Open Championship starts very early. 
Okay, so the change is the routine for you, me, P. Ralt, the rest of the people out west. It's it's a nice early start for people back east. Central time, it's you know right in the middle. Anyhow, will you be up all week, especially on Saturday, watching the <laughs> British Open, which is now the Open Championship? Yes, I'm making minus eight fifty every day. <laughs> How how's that number? Hey, put put the house on it, put the mortgage on it, put the kids on it, put the education on it. It's an absolute must. And what we used to say back in Australia, Dave, on a big night out in the town, nothing fun happens before 2 a.m. So I'm absolutely geared up for this one. This is where the party starts. I'm going to be chugging on a couple of tenants, and let's see who lifts that Clara Jug come Sunday afternoon. Maybe I need a couple of whiskeys for a little yeah. happy hour and move yeah. myself into that. But, hey, get them tickets in early, golf punters. Don't miss the boat for this one. If you're looking for any uh, trends in the live betting, there'll be super low scores out there tomorrow morning, maybe six, seven under par, but there's always a bit of regression in Lynx golf, especially when the leaders start to tee off late on Saturday, Sunday. So don't be too alarmed when you see some battler get off to a round one low score, you know, hot start. If you want anyone in particular, maybe keep it on Minwoo Lee, Kirk Kitayama, a couple of young guys who have been in good form. Triple digits, baby. I don't even know if that's a plus money, Peach. That is a whole damn bag of fruit coming at you on a Wednesday. <laughs> For the brigade Before- only, baby. For the brigade, don't tell no one. Before we let you go, and, and, and last one, you guys can get uh, Dubsy's full plays on Props Golf, which is out right now. Remember the cut show that happens on Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning. Be an early one because of where we are with the time zone. Early Saturday. Or be Friday, really. I mean, right. the, the golf will be over, you know, midday for us right. here, here on the West Coast. So on Friday night, watch the cut show with Dubsy for Props Golf. But Justin Thomas is my pick to win this thing. Do you recommend outright winner, top exactly. five, top 10? Because they're all big plus money peaches. How do you feel about Justin Thomas? I like him for an outright. I've got him as well, Matty. Yeah, 21 to one. I picked him up. That's a massive number for a guy like JT, who had the recent win at the PGA Championship. So he's not playing with that kind of pressure. He's never really had a strong finish at the Open, but I mean, he's got bones on the bag. He's leaning on Tiger Woods to tell him everything about the old course. And this week, it could play two ways. I'm saying that the weather is not going to be a factor. So if it plays easy and it's a birdie shootout, it suits JT. If it plays tough, it suits him even more. We've seen that this year at the Players' Championship at the PGA. He had the tough side of the draw playing in the tougher weather. Some of these guys really lock it in when you've got to play different shots, play the golf course and what's in front of you. It's not bomb and gouge. It's not 150 yards to the pin. In some cases, 30 yards short, 40 yards short, undulation short game. Golf IQ, creativity, Justin Thomas. He has to be a play this week. Mm. Love it. My friend, thank you. We always enjoy the conversations. Have some fun this week at the Open. Early morning starts for all of us on the West Coast. Late night finishes, boys. We're going to keep the party rolling. Plus money, peaches, props, golf. Twice weekly if you can't get enough of this big, fat, ugly mug. Have a week, boys. At Mr. Dubsy on Twitter to follow him. Phenomenal stuff. Props, golf. Go subscribe. Do me a favor. Subscribe to that as well. It's on our YouTube channel. You guys have been subscribing to that for a while. But go subscribe wherever you get your audio podcast, Props, Golf, and give him some love because he's doing some phenomenal work. Two shows a week, crushing it. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Everyone's mad at you for going to Starbucks, by the way, Dave. They should be. I'm, I'm listen. Wait, what are you doing? Uh, it's going to Starbucks. Like I, I thought closest, we taught you the lesson. It's the closest this. place to the house. And Duncan okay. is minus 500 for this iced coffee thing. All right. 
every once in a while, you got to just sample the dog. And, 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 and it was, <laughs> a quick, it was a quick stop, but it ain't close. I mean, it really, it isn't close. Like the Duncan stuff is, and it ain't just saying it cause it's a Boston thing. And you're a Boston guy. I tried both multiple times and I'm like, have you done the turbo? Better. Have you done the turbo shot yet? No. What the sure. hell is that? All right. So, so, so if you get your medium iced coffee with however cream and sugar, you like it, try it with a turbo shot, a little espresso shot in there, a little extra kick in the morning. If you're dragging some butt and you got to get a little fire under yourself, do the turbo shot. Do I look like I need a, a turbo shot? You do seven anything? hours of content a day. Yes. I think at some point during the day, you're going to need a turbo shot. To Sometimes help I you just take a nap. That's all. But I mean, right. a turbo yeah. shot, I might have to try it. That's, I might have to try that. A little extra oomph in your in your giddy up if you want to look. A little extra punch. That, that Kendall, that, don't tell Mama. Don't tell that, Mama. That was a uh, that, that that was a highly recommended addition if you want to try something different on your medium iced coffee. Okay, regular. <laughs> kind of cleans out the the extra sugar. Kind of taps it down a little bit. Not as sweet. Oh. Okay. But there isn't much sugar in there. All right. Well, this is a this is a sad note, but this is something that I was DM today and I was asked to, to talk about it. And yep. it's a guy who listens to the show in Chicago. He's a diehard BVB listener. And he said, Matt, my family is really hurting. I'll read you the DM that he sent to me. And it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking that this happened. Um, his name is Austin. He says that he's been listening to BVB for a really long time. Early Saturday morning, a off duty police officer in Chicago named Daniel golden uh, Army veteran, Chicago officer was shot and paralyzed from the waist down during a really awful violent attack. And I went and vetted this. So this, this happened. There was a news story in Chicago. He was breaking up a, a fight outside of a bar. One of the guys ran back, grabbed a gun, automatic weapon, sprayed everybody, hit his brother and in the leg, but got Daniel in the back, severed his spine right now. Uh, he's paralyzed. His father is a police officer in Chicago. And it just absolutely crushed me. I'm going to put the GoFundMe account. His name is Daniel, Daniel, uh, Danny Golden. And uh, I mean, this guy is incredible. He was an ER nurse, second, uh, the second of seven children, honorably served as a soldier in the Army, Chicago Police Department as a third generation cop on the gang unit. And so he, he, four of his brothers served in the, in the Army and in the infantry from Afghanistan to Africa to Alaska to Eastern Europe. Uh, youngest brother enlisted in the army is going to leave this summer and three of his brothers also protect the city as chicago firefighters in chicago so this is a family that just serves and they all follow their dad they all like betting they all talked about betting they've talked about this show and it just it like hit me like a ton of bricks today and I'm going to post this. I'm going to at everyone. Once the show is over, I'm going to post this. I, it, it, this is real. It's not like someone trying to do a scam. I, I vetted this this morning to make sure that we haven't done this before on this show. Right. And I know it goes on sports grid. So I want to make sure that this is true and real. And there's an ABC seven story on this. You can go and, and, and find it. Just Google Daniel golden Chicago shooting. And this will come right up. This happened. He was, he got out of the hospital, I guess yesterday, but this dude's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. And he was trying to stop a fight and trying to do what he's trained to do. And some dude pulled a gun out and shot him for no reason. Oh, yeah. Just, you just take a deep breath. I tell you all the time. I tell everybody that, you know, I talk to when they get these things happen. First thing you got to do is breathe. 
mm-hmm. you know, and to, to, to hear that, um, it's, it's just, it's no good. No. You know, anything that people can do to help. Listen, they don't take house. much. Well, they got to they outfit his entire house. So he's got a fiance. They got to, he's not, he's not going to walk again. They severed his spine. So they have to do the entire house. It's got to be completely retrofitted to be able to fit the wheelchair, to get around for the rest of his life. This dude in, in his thirties. Like he, this is a young guy who had a lot of his life left to go, who in a split instance, seven days ago, had his entire life altered dramatically. Just a horrible, senseless thing. Three guys who did it are arrested, in case you're wondering. There are. I was just going to say, did they catch the guys? Yeah, all three guys who did it, they've got them in custody. They appeared in court, I think, yesterday for the first time. But Chicago is definitely shook by this. And the fact that, you know, this guy who who listens to the show and has talked to Danny Danny about it and they know about it, it's just, I was like, man, (laughs) it was like... Yeah. He's like, can you do me a favor? He's like, anything you do for me, Matt, anything you do for the family, we really would appreciate it. He, he said, I'm sure you get something like this all the time and I cannot attend and cannot attend to everyone who asks. So I totally understand, but I appreciate it. Thanks for doing what you and Dave are doing with the brigade. And he put the link out. So to Austin and to the family, the golden family, our hearts right. go out to you. And Definitely. again, if you're not on the discord channel, betprep.com slash chat is how to get into it. I will put the link in there, but you also can go type in, go fund me, Danny, Danny golden fundraiser. And it'll come up on Google and you'll be able to go and help the family in any way you can. But that is a long list of family members in the golden family, starting with dad all the way down who have served our country in the military, but also in the police department. We all know families like that, that that, that start like that. And that just is what they do. And it's just, it's, it, it stinks when you hear a story like this, you're just like, man, that guy was trying to do the right thing and stop a bar fight. Right. Like we (laughs) talk about that all the time. He was trying to stop something really bad from happening and something bad happened to him. I hope that he's, and you know, ends up being okay. Right. And then, you know, the family gets the help they need. It's a life altering Altering. thing. I mean, it's everything's changed. That moment changed it all, you know, split second. Yeah. I'm sure that night when he went to a bar with his friend, with his brother, he didn't think he was going to come home in a wheelchair. Right. So it's, it's horrible. So more on that on the discord channel, betprep.com slash chat to get into it. I'll post that uh, once the show is over. Uh, All right. So hard to transition from that to this, but this is what we do. So you've got a big news in Pittsburgh with, Malkin staying, Dave. Yes. How are you feeling about the four-year deal for the 36-year-old? Malkin um, stick around with the Pens to end his career. It had to happen. I don't okay. know if it had to happen four years worth, but it, <laughs> it had to happen. I want to see them keep the band together, finish it out the way it's supposed to be finished out. Now, the problem becomes when they get old and they keep that core together. Get old. He's 36. They are old. Okay, <laughs> He's old that's now. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But the you may have extended the what happened, uh, excuse me, with the Blackhawks, right? They kept that core together, at least Hayes and, and um, Kane, and they got bad. And then they're scrambling and all this other stuff. I don't know if I'm ready for the bad. I'm good with keeping together the good. I mean, they were – you know, uh, third string backup goalie from almost beating the Rangers who went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think with that core together, it's good. And I think Pittsburgh's okay with it. I know as a as a Penguin fan, 
I mean, I've been a Penguin fan since I was four years old. That's 46 years that I've been a fan of this team. I like it to see it one more run. They may have one more run in them. Got to figure out that goaltending situation to keep the old guys together. And then they got to get a couple young kids to just fill that third and fourth line. Did the Ovechkin rumor start this or end this? Meaning, if he had gone to the Capitals, like the oh. rumor that was out there, how, oh. would, how would have Pittsburgh dealt with Malkin playing on the same line as Ovechkin? Not that Yager went from there to there. And it was like, I'll just put it now, 11 o'clock right on the dot. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he left and he went to Washington. Are you kidding me? There was talk of Heinz Ward when he was debating either retiring or going to the Ravens. And somebody might have tapped Heinz Ward and said, listen, dude, you're a hero here. You're regaled. You're going to be, you know, if you go to Baltimore, it's done. They'll, they'll, you know, there's an old saying, you know, they ripped the cloth of him. He's dead to me. That's it. Malkin going, he's been a scapegoat. He's been the, the guy who didn't do shit in the playoffs before. If he goes <laughs> and joins the, the evil empire and plays with his, with his Russian buddy, Ay, 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 that wouldn't have been good. So now he'll they'll, they'll paint the side of him on buildings if he wins one more cup. It's not a bad deal. I think it's I think he made the right move. And I think what if he doesn't uh, win another cup? Well, he'll they're still he'll, painting buildings on the side with, with Mulligan. I mean, he'll play his old career in Pittsburgh and win two cups, right? Yeah, but he's still uh well, no, it's three, right? They got three cups. Oh, three cups, okay. Yeah, three cups. 2009. 15, 16, whatever that was, the back-to-back. But mm -hmm. um, yes, but he'll always be Robin to Crosby's Batman. It's not a bad place to be. No, it's not. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it's just – so I think yes, but he'll always – I don't – he'll never have that, like, be the guy. Okay. But going to going to Washington, you're still behind Ovechkin, so you're not. It's like if you went there, he would have been the guy for Washington. Being a guy's overrated on a hockey team. You got to mm -hmm. win. I'd rather just win. I mean, sure. I, I could be the co guy. I could be the third guy. Just give me that. Put my name on that cup. We're good. Like that's good. That's forever. Right. But three times, so he needs four to, to put his picture on the buildings. Yeah, there'll be a wow. lot of Sid. There'll be a lot of Sid. Hey, listen, you got high standards in Boston. The same shit in Pittsburgh. You got high yeah. standards in Pittsburgh too. So, I mean, they're always competing with the Steelers, who got more championships. Who's always a you know football town. Um, and I mean, Lemieux did what he did, and he came mm. back and owned the team and saved them from moving to Kansas City and all that stuff. You people in Kansas City, you never would have been able to hold. They up thought they had. They built the Sprint oh. Center, thinking they had it. That's one of the most, that's one of the strangest, like if ever me a 30 for 30 to be done, a 30 for 30 needs to be done as to how did Pittsburgh keep the Penguins when they built a bleeping arena? They brand, thought brand, brand new. spanking new for the Penguins to move to Kansas City. They thought they had it lockstep done deal. And then it was yeah. like, oh, what? We're not getting the team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that building still incredible. sits there empty. There, there's no permanent tenant at the Sprint Center in Kansas City right now.
Do they have the that's where they if you go into the Big 12 championship there, the basketball? Is that where they play? I have, oh yeah, I've yeah, gone there multiple times. I haven't gone to the basketball hall of fame though. That's what's right, that's attached to it now. They oh, okay. okay. College basketball hall of fame is there. Right. I haven't seen I haven't seen that yet. I've heard that place nice. Before. The building is very nice. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not like I wouldn't say you don't like walk in like a legion or you walk into T Mobile, you walk into the places like here and you're like, damn, but it's nice. I mean, it's definitely right. a, a professional sports venue. Like you know right. you're you should be seeing professional basketball, professional hockey, like should be played at the Sprint Center. Man, I, I was <laughs> I was like, they're gone. I remember thinking they're gone. I can't I can't believe this. The Penguins are not gonna be here. And then they were staying. And it was like, wow. And I think looking back now, you're right. There's probably a really good story to how it happened, but nobody's really going to tell it until uh, later, <laughs> until later, later, somebody later, got a bag. Later. Somebody got a bag. Somebody got a big bag. <laughs> somebody like, got somebody paid said, off to make, make sure that Kansas happen. city thing. Go away. This team ain't fucking leaving. Yep. Yeah. Leave That's it alone. Good. Stop it. Batman, everybody else cut it out. So, right. All right. Baseball. The reds score four runs in the top of the ninth inning last wow. night. To beat the Yankees four to three. Wow. How many parlays did that blow up last night? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Because if you had the Yankees money line, you had, if you didn't have that, you had the run line. And if you, you, you know, you had the over. So that was a, everything that could have happened bad in the parlay with the Yankees happened with that win. It flipped everything. It turned a day, may have been a winning day for the book, into a monster. It was, you know, as Teddy KGB says at the beginning of the show, pay that man his money when mm -hmm. we do it every day. It's one of those, you just take it all. You, that's it. They, and people, that had to be one of those days. Like, So it's a Tuesday, right? It's usually the lightest handled day during baseball season. It's a lot of days people take off. I didn't work a Tuesday in like 12 years. I was always off Monday, Tuesday. But I'd come in Wednesday. The first thing I would do would check yesterday's figure. Like, oh, wow, big day yesterday. And you had a little leeway today because, you know, it's Aces Day. You set it on the just the picks. We talked about it last night. There's a lot of good games today. It's nice to have that head start on Tuesday going into today. The Yankees were 48-0 and when leading, entering the ninth yep. inning. Yep. The Reds were 0-49. Thanks for coming. When trailing, Hello. entering the ninth inning. <laughs> They were 20 to one. You could have taken 20 to one on the Reds oh. on a money line in game right before that inning. You know, you got to lay. I mean, the way they do this in game now, it's take 20 to one. You got to lay 80 to one. I don't understand that. You could probably just, instead of trying to destroy people, maybe lay 40 to one, lay 40, take 20. That's fair. It was lay 80, take 20. Reds get a, get a hit, come back. Books probably don't believe it. Like, all right, they got one run. Holmes couldn't throw a strike. I've watched the highlights. He was hitting every right-handed guy. His ball was flying out of his hand like he had never pitched before. Right. He got the bases loaded. got the base hit. Oh, my goodness. Yankees lose. It's a huge favorite. That means you're probably going to destroy them today. Probably so. That's what happened when the when the Pirates beat them. Thanks Pirates for reminding me. Next game was 16-0. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it would probably be there. I was there. Thank you. In person, thank you. Uh, I said it yesterday. It's not the wife; it's the life for Great Dallas Keuchel. He got absolutely <laughs> worked, man. What did you do to that man? I didn't do anything to that man. 
You just decided Kelly Nash. You decided to get married, and that's look out. <laughs> that's what happened. Hey, look, if I was married to Kelly Nash too, baseball would be a very small priority on my list. <laughs> like straight up, like like it's the truth. He's watching a show. What are you doing? Who, who's family? His family? Yours? My family? I don't care. Good. hundred percent. If if I was married to her, I probably would be like, yeah, I don't care about baseball either. Like I'm good. I made my money. Oh, ball flying around. Okay, yeah, I'm good. He gave up eight and two innings. He was down eight nothing after after two. This is Giants, the- you did the whole thing. Giants can't hit. Dallas Keuchel gives up eight. They can hit Dallas Keuchel. They got healthy. They yeah. said they were going to get healthy. Just what the doctor ordered for the Giants was Dallas Keuchel coming to you know have a start there. Twelve nothing final. Webb, 13 nothing final. Thirteen nothing. Yeah, they final. missed the extra point. Yeah, this is thirteen nothing <laughs> final. <laughs> but game goes over. Um, you know, you bash married fault. life. It's, it's it's not Kelly's fault. It's just he just he just decided to go down that life. He does that's the, what he's got. The bad thing in this is is that part of baseball betting, you know, it's so repetitive. You know what a grind it is because you're doing it every day. You find certain guys. We said this years ago, and I hear it now on gambling Twitter, um, all over the place. Like this is my whipping boy, right? And, you know when, and that's just the term that. It's a guy that keeps going out. Back in the day for Pittsburgh, there was a guy named Jose De Leon. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Right? Great, yeah. cool, cool pitcher, really sharp looking dude. He went two and 19. <laughs> two and 19. But the Pirates didn't have anybody else to put out there. The guys at home booking the games were like, they got to take this guy to lineup. Everybody's betting against them every time he comes out because they would win. Two and 19. Who in the hell stays in a rotation long enough to go two and 19 anymore? They don't. So, betting against Dallas Keuchel may be a gone opportunity, not an opportunity to do. It may be done after the All Star break. I don't know how many more opportunities he's going to get to go into rotation. They may say, hey, go enjoy married life with Kelly. He should not be in the rotation. (laughs) If he is, we're going to bet against him every damn time because it was. People in the Discord, please remember that alert between SoCal, Jay Dow, Stevie Mack, and the boys that, you know, are constantly in there. If he's starting, just send out the alert. That's one of the best things about being in the the, the, uh, chat Discord is that these little things that each one of somebody can watch i used to have guys in the book tell me this stuff all the time i'm just trying to manage everything or take care right. of the counter make sure somebody's on time for work whatever shoot it was shoot the flare into the sky here Ex- dallas, it, dallas keichel day <laughs> send the bat signal yeah we do socal does it with kyle freeland day yep dallas keichel day if he pitches again so i want to get your take on this because i was watching i love mad dog russo he's my idol i've I've looked up to him for years. It got, it started me in talk radio, him and Mike and the mad dog. And so whenever you he's say doing, hi to him at the at Super Bowl, I said, hello yes. to him. I said okay. hi to him. I, I, I interviewed him years ago. I told right. him the full story about how he got me into this industry. And like, it's funny. I, I, I conversed with him over the years when I was younger. I haven't talked to him in, in a while on the professional side, but I used to like talk to him when he was at the fan, talk to him when he went on to do other things that's serious and whatnot. And I'm just a very big fan of Mad Dog until he said something this morning, which I was like, wait, what? He was asked, which player has had a greater impact on their team this year, Aaron Judge or Shohei Itani? And he said, Aaron Judge. And I can't get over this. 
Oh, who had it? You think it's draft? I mean, it's a Tawny to me without even a question. How many games under 500 are they? Doesn't matter. Imagine if they didn't have him. Well, you ask the question again. Who has had a more of an impact on their team? Yeah. It's not Otani. Oh, to me it is. 100%. I mean, what Otani's doing is incredible. And this is a big test tonight against a Houston team where the Angels, one of the worst teams in baseball, losers of eight of their last nine. He's already blanked not them twice this year. Otani's already blanked them twice. I expect him to do the exact same thing he's done the first two times out. Do you? Yeah. Oh. They scored one run on him in two games so far. Mm. Atani is Atani. I mean, this is this guy has gone 17 innings. His last 17 innings at home, he's given up one earned run. It's it's very good. His last five starts have been good. All the starts before that, not so good. He was one of the least profitable pitchers in baseball because of that. But the recent stretch is on the road. He shut out he shut out Houston 6-0. And then in, in the middle of that bad stretch, he blanked the Astros 6-0 on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, what Judge is doing. The Yankees are the best team in baseball. Best Correct. In baseball. Doesn't he have more of an impact on the team? No, because he doesn't pitch. The reason why the Yankees are the Yankees is because of their pitching, not their hitting. Judge is having a great year. I, I'll it's give the you MVP what, right now. Betting favorite. He's MVP. not to me. He's not to me. Really? <laughs> no. Atani is the MVP. He's the MVP for the next, I don't know how long. And I'm breaking my own rule because the Angels suck. And they I do. hated when, when Mike Trout has won three MVPs and two of those three MVPs he has won, teams were under 500 and he played zero important games after August 1st on those two MVP runs. The first one for the MVP was a good year. I'm breaking my own thing with this. And I hate the Angels because of it. But Otani, what he is doing... Until Aaron Judge is on the bump doing what Otani is doing, he's not having the same impact on his team. Uh, I mean, it's a good discussion. I, I, I think it's a good discussion. I, I don't know if it's as cut and dry as you're making it. Like, I, I, I mean, what Judge is doing and, you know, kind of saying, I'm not going to take that offer. I'm going to bet on myself a little bit. And he takes these days off. I, I, I could see it either way. I really could. Chris also um, said something I thought interesting. He he's th- he thinks that because of the comments recently by Judge for going after the home run record, Maris's sacred record, that he's actually going to play the second half of the year and in September he'll play. Because everyone, man. including me, thinks he's going to play like three or four days a week. Like he's not going to play a lot in the second half of the year. Oh, I think he's going to play. Why would he? Why would he not play? Because he gets hurt all the time. Why he's not doing the the home run derby? He's not doing the home run derby because the home run derby messes people up. He's having a dream season yeah, but right not, now. But Otani did it last year. Pete Alonso, we talked about him yesterday for the MVP. He's two time champ. Didn't mess up his swing. I know those guys are special. And so no, Judge is the same way. Judge has a home run swing. He doesn't change anything. It's he's nervous about getting hurt because he swings too hard and you know arches his back, rips out a neck muscle, does something that puts him on the IL. That's why he's not doing it. He's worried about he wants to stay healthy for the offseason cash cow that's coming. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy too for champion. I mean, if he wins a championship, if he hits 62, he hits 62. The Yankees win a championship without him. Yes. Yes. Are the Angels going to go 500? 
No. This season? They're not even no. going to go 500. No. Where are they without Otani? They're the worst team in baseball. They're, they're almost that now. Almost. Yeah. But it's not, not, not his fault. It's not Otani's fault. Man. Unicorn. The dude is a straight unicorn. He is. He is. I don't know. It's a good, I mean, it's a good debate. I, I can see both sides. Stanton, I, I mean, there's no, I mean, Mike Trout's on the roster. He left the, 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 the game yesterday with, you know, issues with his neck or his back soreness, tightness, upper back spasm, they called it. So he's probably going to miss the game today for the Angels, which is not great. Right. It's just, it's, the, the, there's two players of value on the Angels, and the rest of the entire roster is just triple A ball players. It's insane. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Fired they play the Dodgers this weekend too. By the way, freeway series. They better win. That's why. That's why I, I would do better to book it. That's why I bet them today because they don't get it today. They're in losing the rest of the week. <laughs> Maybe it could be the whole week that they get spanked, and it's it's just you're gonna get a really oh, rough. You get they're getting Kershaw. They're getting Anderson. Like it's 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 not good. It's it's not good at all in my mind. Yep. Oh, here comes here comes the the Goldschmidt people. I'm getting tech DMs about Goldschmidt in the MVP race. Oh, here we go on, on, on what he has done. How, he is I, the National League MVP, right? He's now. having a great year. Okay, I I understand it, but Otani is pitching in Major League Baseball. Otani's in the American League. Doesn't matter. You're talking so about who has two bear, awards. Bear I, oh, no, no, not, I, I'm fine with Goldschmidt winning. He, this person saying like the impact. Goldschmidt's having a better impact than the two of them, than both Atani or Judge on their team. That's not a bad argument either. He's not pitching. Pitching's it, once every five days. It's no one's doing it. <laughs> like nobody. Well, I, I can't help when a team win. Yeah, he is. They've won the last five starts. What do you mean? <laughs> won, What's his record on a season? Atani's? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care about wins and losses. You know that. But he just said he won five games. Well, the, no, the team won five games. I What's his win-loss record? I don't care what his record is. I care about if the team wins a game or not. What's his win-loss record? Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Atani's win-loss record at the moment is 8-4 and four with a 2.44 ERA. What is the Angels' record in games started by him? Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. I know it's over 500. Hold on. Um, so teams, the record for Atani. Um, okay, two and two in April, uh-huh. one and three in May, three and five, four and one in June, seven and six, and one and oh in July, eight and six, 14 starts. Mm-hmm. On a team who stinks. Yes. So he has, baseball so guys will know Steve Carlton was on one of the worst teams in baseball history on the Phillies, and he won the Cy Young. So, by the way, they have 38 wins. Yeah. Eight of them in games he has pitched. Right. So <laughs> almost 20%. Yeah. Yeah. For and he only pitches once every five days. Correct. So Pretty now impactful. tell me he's not having a bigger impact on the than Judge because they're winning without Judge consistently. Now you've made a very good argument. That's I think, good. I think he's having a bigger impact on the game, but not on the team. 
All I think is having a bit of impact on this team. I, I, I think they're coming over the top. I, I think like it. Have, hashtag I think, Farrah chimes in. They probably hey, I'm, have, I'm reading the chat, man. It's blowing up. People are interested in this. It's good. I, nice. I think I think they have 25 wins without a Tani on their roster. They have 38 right now. Wow. I think I think he's worth 13 wins for them. Holy shit. That's, really? I'm, He's the most impactful player in the game. There's nobody like him. There's absolutely nobody is doing what this guy is doing. It's stupid. And again, we just don't talk about him enough. Right. I, I, I just being on the West coast and being up now and having more time to myself to watch angels games than I've watched in the past. I've watched more. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. I've watched more angels games yep. this season than ever before. Right. And I just, I watch this guy on a night in and night out basis. And every night I'm like, how the fuck is this guy doing what he's doing? Like, how and is this enough people talking about it? That's, and, and, I've been saying that last. I bring year. it up because I, I'm like, I'm, I wanted, if Mad Dog was here, I would say, Chris, how many games have you actually watched of the Angels? Because I'm guessing on the East Coast, you're watching the Yankee game, you're 65 years old, you're falling asleep. You're another you're old man joke right there. He's <laughs> out. An old guy. But he's. Do you think Mad Dog Russo at 1 a.m. is watching the the Angels and the Astros game last night when it's five five in the top of the ninth inning? It was one no, game going. One no game was minus baseball. 900. Yes. No was minus There's no way in 59. hell he okay. is watching that game. So he's not even watching West Coast baseball. Not that I would either, because I when I was on the East Coast, I didn't do that either. I wouldn't have stayed up to watch that game. You kidding me? Get out of here. So now it's an 8:30 night. Put on the game. I'm watching the. I'm watching the Angels, and I'm like. This is stupid. Every time he's at the plate, you're like, is he going deep? Because he's that type of player. And oh yeah, by the way, he gets the ball tomorrow on the hill and he's batting in the eighth inning with a chance to put his team up. And they, I mean, they, they were going to intentionally walk him. They threw a wild pitch because they were afraid of him. That's how the fifth run scored because right. they, they should just put him on. And they just were trying to pitch around him. And they they threw were throwing that unintentional, intentional walk. Yeah. Yes. And then they threw a wild, wild pitch. pitch. And that's how the fifth run run score. Yeah. Now they, they won the game anyway. But that's the impact he makes on his team because the Astros are scared to death to pitch to him. I would be too. I wouldn't want to throw to Watani. Guy can hit a moonshot every time he's at the plate. SoCal just chimed in with since May 25th, the Angels have an 11 and 33 record. So bad. Otani had seven starts, and the Angels are five and two in those starts. <laughs> so think if he wasn't pitching for them. Think of what they would be. How bad they would be. Oh, man. He's the only player on that team. But Trout is Trout, but he hasn't had a great year this year. Okay. He's been nicked up and banged up, and right. he, has, he hasn't had a great year. Otani is just. There's nobody, there's no jersey I own in Major League Baseball. There's no jersey I would wear of an active player in Major League Baseball. I'd wear that jersey. I'd wear an Atani jersey. Well, guess what he's, I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> he's, that, he's that good. Like, it's just, I will bet on him every time now. I mean, I just, the rest of the year, I'm betting on him. Like, I got minus 117. Yeah, I yeah. got minus 117 last night at Circa overnight. It's probably one of the cheapest prices you'll get him the rest of the year, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> like jumping in on that, just it is what it is. All right. So today that's is, coming in better to book it then. I, that's correct. one of your plays, obviously. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Aces day today. Yes. On this, as we yes. talked about in Major League Baseball. This is always a fun day because you get a lot of really good pitching matchups. Yes. That we can go through and, and break them down as to who is going to be up. First one is McClanahan against Wachowski. Wachowski's not an ace. McClanahan is. 
Yeah. The, the total is seven yeah. Red Sox and the Rays. Yeah. Now, yesterday we talked about this, the over being seven and a half. Blew over it. Actually, no, no, it went under, right? Sorry, three, two, day before that, two days ago, we talked about the, the Red Sox. It blew over it. it yesterday was, was under. We, yeah, we, we had over Monday. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, Shale, Kluber, yeah. under. We mentioned three, two, final. Right. So what do you do today with a seven with Wachowski, who had been good before we saw the Yankees? Yankees torched him. Yeah. But McClanahan is still one of the leaders to win the Cy Young in the American League. McClanahan, K, K props. Uh, I haven't looked yet, but I mean, that's seven and a half most likely. That's probably an over. Um, and you know, I always defer to the under. Right. But I think he pitches well. I mean, he's the Cy Young. I mean, is he the odds on favorite right now in the American League still? They do this thing. He's the favorite. Yeah. So you've got, if you want to go seven or more, it's even money for McClanahan at FanDuel. Wow. I bet that. Eight or more is plus 155. Um, nine or more is, uh, oh, sorry. Wait, no, sorry. That, that includes a, a win. So McClanahan going seven strikeouts and Tampa to win the game is even money. Oh, wow. Yeah. The uh, McClanahan K prop is, is seven and a half over minus 118 at seven and a half. Wow. There's not too many guys in the big leagues where seven and a half is over is juiced. That's pretty good. I mean, mine's 106 to the under. Is there a, is there a, just a bet on McClanahan to win? Be how turned I, me it, on to that. It's, it's very, you can I think see Fan, it on DraftKings. Draft is the only book that's doing that. that yeah. I believe it's yeah. doing it. It's a, it's an awkward bet. And I've thought about it a lot as to, do I like the bet or not? I kind of do. And I kind of don't. Because there's plenty of times where a team wins the game, but it's a 4-2, 4-3. Guy leaves, you know, leading. And then they tie it in the eighth. They win right. it in the ninth. And then right. you lose the bet. You lose the bet. This bet money line, team right. wins. You cash it. Now you need the official score to give the win to the starting pitcher to cash your bet. Mm-hmm. Well, there's rules to that. You know, you right. have to yeah. leave with the – you have to go five innings. You have to leave, leave with, with the, the lead. leading, all right. that other stuff. Um, it can't be tied or erases you. Right. You get, you lose the decision. Um, I don't know. He did it when we were in Pittsburgh the night that, uh, that Severino and the Yankees won 16 nothing. So he just he got a lead and was cruised to it. I mean, the price was minus 240 right. on the Yankees, and it was even money on Severino getting the win. So it's a drastic difference in price. It's another it option for you. Uh, and I guess it's only available at DraftKings, but it'll probably be available to other places. Offshore, yeah, if it catches on, yeah. I'm assuming it'll, it, yeah. more people will kind of pop in on it. But uh, I mean, I, I would bet Tampa for the sweep. Uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't bet the Red Sox today. No. Uh, I would only take Tampa. But the price is getting a little bit, I mean, it's getting expensive. a little bit expensive. <laughs> a little, really it's expensive. A, and it might only go up. I mean, it's minus 180 now. 200 at Fanduel. But a couple places, yeah. I mean, DraftKings is minus 190. A couple offshores are minus 190. It's headed that way. So you might end up with that CLV and, you know, <laughs> too expensive. Ace going, or one of the aces, because obviously, you know, Alcantara is the ace for the Marlins. Yeah. But yeah. Lopez has been, been pretty good. And... Yeah. You've got a potential sweep of your Pirates. Damn right you do. So Miami at home, Mm-mm. 20 and 19 at home. Mm-mm. Lopez 
Six and four, two point nine one ERA up against JT Brubaker, two and eight with a four point three four ERA. Mm-hmm. Do you like the Marlins to avoid the sweep today? Minus one sixty seven, plus one eighteen on the run line. I like the Pirates. You do. I like the Marlins. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I like the Marlins to avoid the sweep. Nah, I think the Buckos sweep them. They're playing great. And they're going to go to Colorado next and maybe get swept. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to happen. Like they take two or three to Mil- in Milwaukee. They go to Florida. They take two of two so far. I think they get the win today. Wow. Brubaker's been pretty good recently. Lopez, Under- by the way, three and one over the last four. Yeah. The Marlins are with Lopez pitching. Um, one, three, last four. I like the game under seven. With Brubaker? Make that uh, noise. Make that noise you've been making the last few days. Brubaker? Yeah. I mean, it could go bad quick. You'll know early. I mean, if he gives up three or four in the first three innings, you're going to have a tough time of it. But, I mean, look James- at the end games now. We, we games with Brubaker, just so you know, games with Brubaker, 4, 13, 11, 15, and 7. Last five. Total runs scored in a game? Yep. What was it? 4, 13? 4, 13, 11, 15, 7. Total is 7 for the game today. Under scarcity. Under, one push and three overs. Yeah, under yeah. scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Under always scares you. That's good. Well, I know this under scares me a lot with Brubaker on the mound. Good. Yeah. Mm. Not, not a fit. Okay. All right. Let's talk some football here. This yes. tweet comes out. We were sitting two nights ago, me, you, and Dawson. You saw yep. the bet. Okay. Yep. Dawson said full year. I said, no, six games. And he went, I'll bet you a steak dinner. And I said, well, I think it's going to be a 10 game suspension that's going to be dropped down to six. And so we didn't really get our full bet on this, but an insider in Cleveland goes on ESPN Cleveland yesterday and says he is hearing that Deshaun Watson is going to get four to six games suspension from the NFL. As I heard from reliable sources right now, I'm hearing four to six games is the report from ESPN Cleveland during this interview. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think this is wrong or is there some validity to this that yes, Watson could actually only sit for six games? I have no idea. I just know I'm waiting in the book for somebody to bet it. And as soon as I see that number move. Well, isn't it obvious? They're not. It, it, they set it with Watson in mind and it hasn't moved. So like everyone knows he's going to play. <laughs> The betting market believes he's going to play. The books believe he's going to play. The the gamblers believe he's going to play. He's going to play. We just don't know when. Like there's, he's I mean, it's the majority of their games. The majority of the Browns games will have a if Watson's healthy under center. Yeah, you. I think you and Dawson said by. I think the bet was by week eleven or week ten, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, because you said that ten game suspension get reduced to six, so he would be playing by week ten. Jeff didn't think so. Um, I don't know. I, I, I Again, that's above my pay grade as far as, like, do I believe it or not? I don't believe shit. I don't believe I mean, from a betting perspective, would you bet the Browns win total? Would you go near the Browns? No. Fair. I, I, I would not. I, I, I just – with Jacoby Brissett being a starter, I don't feel like they're going to win too many of those games. He's going to start 
at least four to six of those games. I mean, they got to go three and three to be successful on that season win number. If they go less than three and three, they're going to have trouble getting over their season wins. I mean, Deshaun Watson going to come in and just they're going to win every game. I don't think so. No, I agree with that. I, I think there will be rust. I mean, it's one thing if you sat yes. like, like Brady sat for four games after playing the previous year. Watson didn't play last year. He sat the entire season. Right. So like he hasn't played in a very long time. So that's my concern would be if you thought you think he's going to walk off the street and just start playing quarterback at an all pro level. I don't agree. I, I think he'll take some time to get into it, but this whole year is kind of from a Cleveland standpoint. They're not trying to compete right now. They want to compete next year, get Watson into the system. They have him long-term, you know, get him into the system for Stefanski, get comfortable with his receivers, comfortable with the surroundings and then go play and compete in 2023. You don't think Cleveland's trying to compete this year? Are you nuts? No, I don't think that. I, I think that they know in the division think, that they're not good enough right now. Wow. I think that Watson misses six games are out trying to make the playoffs. What do you mean? If they go three and three and he comes back, are the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson better than the Raiders? Oh boy. Are they better than the chargers? Oh boy. Are they better than the dolphins? Are they better than the Patriots? Yes. No. <laughs> you no. know, I just had to say that. No. no. Um, I mean, wow. Ravens, Ravens. I mean, you just go through this. Ravens are going to win the division. So they got to win a wild card. Not better than Buffalo. No. Miami, New England, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers are all in contention for wild Chiefs. cards. Well, Chiefs will probably win the division. So, oh. So, I mean, I think the Raiders could, but I think the Chiefs are the odds on favor for a reason with Mahomes to, to win the division. Are they better than the Titans and the Colts? Browns, not better than the Colts, maybe better than the Titans. I think the Titans are going to suck. Right. So, hmm. I think that Tennessee's taking a big step backwards this year. Is your guy in Nashville with the beer a fan of the Titans? Of course. How could he not be? I gotta get Nissan Stadium is a fun place to go see a game. I've been offered numerous times from my folks at my friends at Nissan to go to a game. Like you're ever in Nashville, hit us up. Right. We got, we got tickets. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm never in Nashville. <laughs> and now, Joel O in the chat just said Matt Brady doesn't play there anymore. <laughs> With Patriots? That's fun. Oh, it's true. He's right. I like my boy Mac. Let's go. I like my boy. You see Mac ripped? Mac's doing the Brady diet to the TB12 diet. Baby fat's falling off. Oh boy. He's got his in live, he's got his live-in girlfriend doing the right life. Got him really? straight, straight and narrow. Oh yeah. No more candy, no more cookies, no more late night snacks. Get in there. Protein shakes, lifting weights. Mac's got muscles now. <laughs> Good. Let's see it. Let's go. <laughs> Jacob just said, as a Colts fan, I watch a Kobe in Indianapolis. They're in trouble if Watson gets any suspension. I would agree. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Patriot fan. We we gave you percent. We know. I mean, we drafted him. We developed him. He's our guy. I, I get it. Oh boy. I like percent, but percent is real tough when it comes to getting rid of the football. He hangs onto the ball way too long. Mm. Tough making decisions. So yes, they're in trouble. They can run the ball. I mean, they got obviously a hell of an offensive line, great running game, and so the graphic says six games or less. Four you six. think it's six games or less? 
he's hearing four or six games. That's what they're hearing. I I, I think if the, the NFL. That's look, just I, the that's talk about sending out the bad signal. They're putting that out to see what the public sentiment is. I don't know if they know shit yet about what it's going to be. Well, look, Sue Robinson. I mean, the, the judge is going to do what the judge is going to do, right? I mean, that's why they yeah. have a hearing, right? The judge, but the NFL is screwed. The NFL does not have. This is a civil problem, not a criminal problem. So everyone's going to say, what's the difference between making a bet and giving a year to a wideout who was betting on games versus a guy who's being accused of doing this because one is criminal and one is civil. The integrity of the game, it's an illegal act for throwing a game, betting against a game, betting on a game you're playing on, betting on a game you have inside information. There's all sorts of stuff on there that we don't know what happened with Calvin Ridley, right? Could have been, could be a lot worse than what people let on as to what actually he was doing. And the league just said, we're giving you a year, be quiet, don't appeal it, and we're done. Okay? This is a civil case. Mm. These are not legal. He, he, he's accused of nothing illegal. If it was, he might be done for his career. If he had 22 accounts of rape. He's in jail, accused of being a serial rapist. Deshaun Watts is never playing football again. Probably not coming out for 20 years. But that's not what this is. This is a civil case. Two grand juries came back with zero indictments on Deshaun Watson. So Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, the commander's whole culture. These are all things on trial now for the NFL. They don't have it in their rule book to go after him and throw the book at him. He already sat for a year. He already missed a full season last year for these ac accusations. The NFL mm -hmm. is opening themselves up to a lawsuit from Deshaun Watson for not honoring his contract and not following their own rules. So people are like the PR outcome. It's got nothing to do with the public relations side of things. They're, up against it because of their own inabilities to take down the owners who did some really sick stuff. Some of the similar stuff mm. that we're talking about with Deshaun Watson. Right. So that's the problem with this whole thing. I, I, I think Deshaun Watson's going to play, I think 10 games, he appeals it, or they go to him and say, don't appeal it six games, sit down and we're done. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Shut the hell up. And, and then everything freaks out. Everybody, Blows, let it blow up. Let everybody have their, you know, let the protesters hang, hang you know, outside the stadium and go crazy. <coughs> it'll, it'll happen. And then, you know, October, whatever, 15th, Deshaun Watson's the starting quarterback for, or whatever, October 30th, whatever six weeks in is. For, if they're yeah. one in five, P. Roll, mm -hmm. do you put them back in? 100%. Throw them right in. Yeah, because the year doesn't matter. I told you the Browns aren't trying to compete this year. So why put him out there? Possibly because he's got to get a year in there. You know he's he's got to get he, he's got to be, be a lot there. of heat, man. It'll be a lot of smoke around that every every week. All that talking about it and stuff. HBO and Real Sports losing. is going to be all in on that. I mean, there's no oh, debate. It's going to be man. all in. But the town, okay, the town's divided from what from what as you would expect. Some people are pro Watson and I'm not either one. I'm, I'm not here to say right, whether he right. did it or didn't. I'm just talking about from a betting perspective as to when he comes back in and when Watson plays dramatically changes the entire dimensions of the division, let alone the Brown season changes the whole division. When he starts playing the Ravens or the Steelers, you know, when if he's on there versus Bursette, <laughs> different, everything, it's a different point spread, different total, everything. I mean, it's probably a dollar difference. 
it's a damn nightmare. Like I, I'm, I, this is reason number. I think I'm on like 1.5 billion. Why I'm glad I'm not in the book anymore. Like <laughs> right. trying to come up with the number and trying to take bets, and then guys mysteriously like betting this today. Uh, do you believe this shit or not? Do you, do, is, is he gonna play? Is he gonna get suspended? Try to come up with the number. Does it, it obviously if he plays and Percep plays, it's two two totally different like totals. All the props. How many yards is he going to throw for in the season if he plays this and that? It's just, I I would just sit in the book and be like, we ain't putting nothing up. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows shit. Like I I would I would just be like, stop. I don't I don't know until right. I have a better feel for it. I don't know. And somebody might end up knowing. I think we'll know closer to the game, like to to the season starting. Obviously, when this comes out, we might get one of those other reports from one of these other guys, and they'll be like, all right, that's the one. Right. But, I mean, we had Woj talking about the draft the morning of, and he had it wrong. Correct. So I, don't, I don't believe any of this shit. I just think the league told the Browns what was going to happen before they ever traded for Cleveland, before Watson no traded. So they to. knew. So the contract, the OTAs, everything going on, this is not news to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns know – this was all cooked and baked in. The NFL is right. corrupt on this level. I don't believe that this is going to surprise anybody in New York about what Watson's going to get. And then the league is going to sit back and say, we had to do by our own personal conduct policy. And the personal conduct policy is a six game suspension. The boys in the chat had a good point. The only what? way to bet right now on anything Cleveland is to bet the Carolina Panthers in week one. Fair. But that number has changed dramatically. Yeah. Baker gets his revenge, baby. I can't wait. I mean, oh boy. <laughs> it's so wild. They they did a press, they, they did a uh, an interview with him on the official team site yesterday. For Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Baker talked to the Panthers and like about why he's so excited. He retweeted it with keep pounding the team hashtag and let's like, go. Yeah, he's all in on them now. He's he's supposedly he double he, as a BVB Carolina Panther. True, good. He supposedly pitched State Farm a um, a moving out ad campaign. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> they said no. Oh, they said we're done with well, you. Progressive. Sorry, not not State Farm. Progressive. He, right. he pitched Progressive of like moving your house, like he is leaving to go to Carolina. Right. And they said no. <laughs> Which I was like, man, that's a missed opportunity. I would have done that. I would have shot that. It would have been stupid for him to do it. It would have been really funny. It's self-aware and self-deprecating, but it's still like not what you want. Like, I think that they really like, they must progressive. Are they based in Cleveland? They must really like Cleveland because they chose Mayfield and they said no to that. Cause I think they might anger the Cleveland Brown fans. Wasn't there a progressive field? Was it there? Oh, it's right in Cleveland. It's, isn't it still called progressive field? So it must be based in Cleveland. Okay. I don't, I don't know where all these places are based out of, but yes, it, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense that we would be based. Acroshore Stadium. In Michigan? Oh, no, yeah, that's in Pittsburgh. Based, really? Based in, <laughs> no, they're based in Michigan. Yeah, Grand Rapids. <laughs> like, Let's wait. go to the ass. Somebody. Uh, oh, that's somebody. awesome. There we go. Acroshore Stadium. <laughs> I love it. Told you, nickname was coming. I asked you, what's the nickname? Let's go in the ass. <laughs> somebody put that under, under things. That's so good. That's not, yeah, that's I so said, good. That's, they're going to call it that. They're 100%. The Let's call. go to the ass. I'm at the ass. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, that's too oh, good. God. That's really good. Good old out of the ass. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's ready made. There's so many things that can come from oh, this. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's go. To the yep. You can do that. All right, fair. When, when we say goodbye, Sports Grid. We have time. Now yeah, we're, time. we're we're already clear for that. So whenever. You All right, Sports Grid. Thank you guys. We will see you coming up tomorrow, same time, eleven p.m. after Pacific time. After the Pat McAfee show, Pat's on vacation. His wife's tweeting about something big happening for him. He's pacing around. We'll Ooh. see what Pat says when Pat comes back. But we're on after him on Sports Grid for you guys on YouTube live and Twitter. Don't move. More to come with us here for the Bostonian versus the book. Uh just one quick one. Yep, this might have been the worst draft of a first round pick in Bill Belichick's career as the coach of the Patriots. It's allowed to miss once in a while. um, Wide receiver is the only wide receiver that the Patriots have drafted in the first five rounds. I think the stat is (laughs) and it has caught more than 30 balls or I'm sorry. I think it's more more than 40 balls in a Patriot uniform. Julian Edelman. What the only drafted wide receiver in the first five rounds by Bill Belichick that has caught more than 40 balls in a Patriot uniform is Julian Edelman. He can't draft. He cannot draft wide receivers to save his life. Man, is that a long <laughs> list of guys that he drafted? That's really bad. Been there 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was a first round pick who just got shipped to the bears for a seventh round pick. Wowza. He cannot pick wide receivers to save his Damn. life. He is bad, bad, bad at drafting wideouts. And everybody well, was I mean, like, oh, he drafted a first-round wideout. Like, everyone's going to kill Harry in Arizona State, and they're like, oh, my gosh, he's a red zone threat. Oh, he's so big and strong. Absolutely sucked as a Patriot wideout. That's wild. I mean, that's a long time, and you just keep missing. Mm-hmm. They come in. He goes and gets them from other teams. Right. Wideouts. He just goes and signs them as free agents. Tight end. Now, tight end's a different story. You can draft tight ends. Yeah, he did pretty good with the tight end. But ends. he can't draft wide receivers. Um, wow. Well, are you good with the wide receivers this year? Yeah. I like Kendrick Bourne a lot. I think he's going to take a big step. But it's more about the running game and the, and the tight ends. Like, it always has been. <laughs> nothing too, nothing insanely crazy. <laughs> Okay, time for the Circus Sports schedule of the day. Today, we're going to take a look at the Michigan Wolverines, Circus Sports, Circa Million Four Football Handicapping Contest, most exciting football handicapping contest, back for another season, Circa Four, six million guaranteed total prizes, one million bucks at least to the first place prize. Contest, once again, to heavily emphasize this, will not take a rake, meaning they don't make any money on it. It goes right back into the prize pool. Any extra. Five picks against the spread. Winning player wins at least a million. Content entries, $1,000 per. Max of three per player. Test your skills this year against the best handicappers in the world for your chance to win a million dollars. For more information about the contest, rules, and sign-up information, log on to circusports.com. So you hate Michigan, right? Um, yeah, I so can't you, decide between the two, between them and Ohio State. Are you going to be biased as we go through this? No. I've, I've, I've all bias has been removed from my DNA, except for maybe the Ravens sometimes, um, because of the book. So no, it's 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 a fair assessment, but they're going to lose to Penn State. I already know that. That's one L. I <laughs> so that's what I that. mean. <laughs> You're already that's going an L. It's an L. Automatic. Penn State's going to win. 
just not even like you, hold you can, on. What's I will get to it. I got all the lines here. I don't know. I mean, nine Michigan's and a half a minus one ten on both sides. Season wins for Michigan's nine and a half. Yep, it's already high. Think so? Well, we'll do the schedule, but I haven't. I thought they got nine. That, they got that kid at quarterback coming back. What's the juice? Nine and a half. What? One ten, one ten, both sides. Okay, fair. All right. Um. Now my first thought is under because I think nine. But all right, so twelve and two last year, eight and one, went to the playoffs, got thumped. Schedule guys are leaving, right? They lost a lot of guys. They always do, though. That's not that's not too unusual for them to lose a lot of guys. They've got the McCarthy kid coming back, though, right? So they've got and McNamara is back too, right? I think they're both back next year. Both quarterbacks are back. Vinny Konowinski just said, as a Bears fan, Harry's already the number two wide receiver. He's he's not wrong. I mean, that's true. I mean, poor Justin Fields, man. Opener, game one at home against Colorado State, noon kick. Win. Home for Hawaii. Big Big win. Easy win. My gosh. Look at that. What's that number on that? 25? Twenty-four number to start. UConn, week three. Goodness, another win. Crush them. Maryland at home. Four straight home games for Michigan in September. They don't leave the state. They don't leave home in Ann Arbor to play a football game until October. It's not a bad deal if you can get it. Damn straight it is. That's four and zero. And you're going to roll into Iowa on October the first with a four and zero record. And probably a top 15 ranking. October 1st, Michigan. Chris has got a minus three on the sheet. Michigan. Home dog, Iowa. Kinnick. Oh, baby. That's interesting. And I can't stand Iowa. Um, Man. Eight and four, Kirk. Eight and four, Ferentz. Which is the four losses for eight and four, Ferentz? I think Iowa wins the game. By the way, I, if I ever start a t-shirt, a t-shirt company, that's that's the shirt I'm making. What? Eight and four ferrets. <laughs> Not the life, it's the wife. Eight and four, <laughs> eight and four ferrets. Write all this shit down. Yep. We, gotta, we, we got a guy to make the shirts. I got a guy to make the shirts. Eight Let's and four ferrets. Iowa State fans will buy them by the boatloads. They really? Will, they will, oh, my God, would they love to walk into They would love for the Cyhawk Trophy to have eight and four ferrets. They'd love it. Oh, it'd be great. Eight and four Ferens. That's what he is every year. Eight and four. And, and they're all cool with it. Highest paid state employee in the state of Iowa. Just win your eight games. Get my bowl game. Okay, Kirk, just do me a favor. Get me my, my, my bowl trip. Like it's part of my schedule in every January. It's a vacation that we take. Don't miss it up. Win nine games. Okay, 10, eh. 11. Don't get crazy now. I was not doing that. Rommel Camp, when we use you as a base, we're gonna we're gonna maybe start printing these things, and we'll maybe come do that oh, yeah. little side ask, hustle. Ask Bromel Camp how how Iowa State fans would like a eight and four, Ferentz t shirt. Iowa I Iowa wins a game. That's four wins for me. Iowa wins a game. Hold on, what happened? You can't last? do it. You can't do it. Hold Just on. Just say Hold Michigan. On. Go ahead. What happened? I need to remember. Michigan did what to them the last time they went to Kinnick? Um, Do you really look at all this 
bases, histories, everything, every year in college football is different. They got different teams, different kids, unless the whole team's coming back. I don't look at the last time Iowa played Michigan in 2000 and at the end of the 2021 season. Okay. They lost 42 to three at home. Yeah. That matters to me for a variety of reasons. One, Hawkeye fans are going to be pissed off going to that game. I don't play the game. You gone to a game at Kinnick? That's one place I haven't been. It's it looks right. like drunk, it's fantastic. Drunk farmers make a lot of damn noise. Oh, that's a loud place, no question. Drunk farmers are loud, man. Ames drunk farmers are loud. Is that a night game? Is that going to be a night game? Um, Probably. Let's go. Oh man, is that a night game for Michigan Iowa? No, it's a day game. It always is a day game. It's right. Morning. It's gonna be a morning game. It's. Um. Oh, hold on. Total probably be like thirty-two and a half or some shit. There it is. Okay, so Michigan, it's a two BD. Yeah, I would want it at night. Right. If Iowa get Iowa had their druthers, they want that game at night. Night games undefeated coming in there. Oh, that'll be Iowa games. That sucks. I mean, I for an opponent, I've seen it numerous times. You walk into Kinnick Stadium at night. Good luck. It is not easy to play there. I've seen right. Ohio State struggle there when they've been really good. Right. Yep. Like that is a vicious environment. I've been on the field during an Ohio State game at night yeah. when it's been tight. Yeah, it's really loud. It's it's a really tough environment to That's play. That's awesome. In. L for me. Boy. You just won't say it. Just say Michigan's gonna win. You can't say it. You cannot say I was gonna beat Michigan on the road, especially at night in Iowa. Say just say win. It's five and over you. I got four. Who is Iowa's starting quarterback? That's I'm trying to. That's why I'm 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 pausing until I remember who's playing quarterback. <laughs> is Linderbaum playing quarterback still? Can't even spell Linderbaum. I don't know. When, when it's like July. No, 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 no. He was the center. Who was the quarterback last year? Spencer Pre. Yeah, Petrus. Right. Petrus was the quarterback. He sucked. Yeah. No, Michigan wins. Okay. Michigan wins. Five and oh. At Indiana, morning game, 9 a.m. kick. Win. That's five for me. Here we go. You're undefeated. You're you're undefeated right now. I'm undefeated for Iowa. Yeah. October 15th, Penn State goes to the big house. October 15th. Oh, Chris has Michigan minus eight. Is he crazy? <laughs> what the hell is that? That's a plus eight for sure. And a sprinkle some money line on that shit. Yeah, the three point win in that game. I'm, it's a I'm, I'm, win. I'm telling you, Penn State ain't winning that game. Oh, how about this? Our, our boy Betsmart just sent me this in, on, on Twitter. Iowa has only been a home dog four times versus Michigan since 1990. They've won three of the four and covered all four games. How about that? Double U, double U. Michigan wins by three. It's a push. I was winning that game. All right. Penn uh, State covers, loses the game. I think it was that. Are you undefeated? You're still uh-huh. undefeated? Uh-huh. Seven and oh? Yep. I'm six. You're six and one. Okay. Yeah. Michigan State at home next week. They're so bad. They got all home games except for the Iowa game at this point. Correct. Oh, no, they Iowa, Iowa and Indiana. God 
damn, eight games. Yep. We're going to have an all home game. They're going to win. They're going to beat Michigan State, too. This is a cupcake schedule. Give me something else. Come on. I think this is why Harbaugh stayed. Harbaugh probably looked at his schedule and was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying. I'm not going to the NFL. I'm staying, man. I'm going to go 11 and one again. I mean, it goes Penn State at home, Michigan State at home, at Rutgers. Oh, my gosh. Another home, win. home for Nebraska, home for Illinois. They're 11 and 0 going to the going to the shoe. Oh shit. <laughs> it's 11 and 0 against 11 and 0. It's Michigan not 11 and 0. They're losing one of them games. No, I don't think so. I mean maybe it's Iowa, maybe it's one loss, maybe they're 10 and 1 and they're going to Ohio State, but Man, I would love for Penn State to win at Michigan. I'd love I'm flying over the, I, I'm I got them to 10. They're going 10 and 2. Over 9 and a half. I've been over nine and a half. I might be the that. last games against Ohio state. Yep. Where's the yep. game at Ohio it's state, at Ohio state. Cause it played last year. That's right. Yep. Wow. Damn it. Michigan's going to be good again. <laughs> I love Michigan being good last year and beating Ohio state. That was one of my, I love them at home. Oh my God. And you know, they're going to have, that was be 10, good. they were 10 point favorites. Ohio state was 10, right? At Michigan. Yeah. That was a that was like a push, money line, whole deal. We did good that day. I, I can't believe you got them undefeated. I I didn't lose to Ohio State, eleven and one. And then how did is the Big Ten changing the way they do their title game like everybody else? Top two teams, or is it still divisions? Thought it was still divisions. I don't know. Well, they got rid. They got rid of that. You're allowed to get rid of that now and just have your top two teams, like the Big Twelve, get rid of the division. So it's, you, you're allowed to have just your top two teams playing for championships now. I don't think the Big Ten followed that yet, though. Chat, huh. help me out with that. If you guys are in Big Ten country, let me know how the big it, right. if the Big Ten title game is because it could be a rematch. Ohio State in Michigan could play the next week. Play twice, play in Columbus and then play in. Do you Utah. like that? I don't like that. No, I don't really like that. Immediate rematch. Well, it's because they want to make sure their top two teams make it to the championship game in order to get one of them to the championship, to the playoffs. It's fine, but man. I'm with you, though. I like divisions. I think winning a division matters. Personally. Yeah. I think there's value in winning a division. There's something to be said for winning a division. Baseball. I like it. Baseball. I like it there. All right. uh, Props.com. So we're both on over nine and a half. Yes. Yep. Yeah, over nine and a half. Uh, props.com story of the day. We're going to another K prop here today. Going to the Yankees against the Reds in a bounce back. Luis Severino here. How many K's did Cole have yesterday? Do you know? Uh, I don't. So I can find me, out right now. Hold on. Let me look and see. Because he was, I mean, Cole was good, obviously. Shut him out for eight innings. Um, cold yes. Mariners Nationals, by the way, six four in the bottom of the ninth with two out. It landed on two over. That number was unbelievable. Yeah, eleven Ks for Cole. So he got there yesterday for our He's guy Justin Bales. Cruising. Yeah, so he's going back. Justin Bales going back to this again here with Severino over six and a half strikeouts at plus money at plus one fifteen. He's been significantly better at home as a strikeout pitcher. His rate jumps to thirty one percent on the year. His strikeout rate also jumps to 34.5% against right-handed batters. Overall, he sits 90, uh, sorry, 30, 35.7% strikeout rate at home against righties this season. 
Reds strike out second highest rate in Major League Baseball over the last 14 days. They're also striking out the fifth highest rate in the league against right-handed pitching at 24%. Cincinnati is expected to use six right-handed batters, which should give Severino a bunch of times to get strikeouts. Right-handers coming off of two bad starts where he posted seven or more Ks in five of his last seven starts, including a pair of 10-plus strikeout games in those last seven. How do you feel about Severino going over six and a half Ks? B. Howe and Laura and all the people that we were in Pittsburgh with doing the show, they all had Severino Ks over against the Pirates. He ended up No. He went and pitched into the seventh. He only got three Ks. Uh, what's the juice? Over minus what? Plus 115. Over six yeah. and a half. Screams under to me. Screams really? under. Mm. Interesting. Okay. It does. Uh, only because um, probably only pitching into the sixth. Severino's last five for K's, three, four, seven, nine, ten. So you are right on that. Yeah. Only one time in the last three games has he gone over six and a half. Yeah. He's the, pitched Reds, man, six. the Reds K a lot. I mean, Cole owned them yesterday. I cannot believe the Yankees didn't win that game. <laughs> six, and you called it. You said it's going to be a Cole dominating game. Oh, Cole dominating. He did. Gosh. He struck out 11. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He still lost. <laughs> I, I so, mean, this is worthy of a play over because of the price. You get the plus money. Right. But, I mean, the good part of it is it's his last start before the All-Star break. He ain't going to the All-Star game. Louie, go out there and do your thing. If we're winning, I, I ain't taking you yeah. out. You know, right. go go get seven. If he's dominating, he might get into the eighth. So, you're going to extend him out. Over's not a bad play. Okay. By the way, it's 7 1 Mets, 6 4 Washington, uh, 6 4 Seattle. So two offense, outs offense, in the bottom offense. of the ninth. SoCal and everybody that was on over. under nine. It's oh. 6 1. All right. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. A, a three run bomb for Washington to push the game over. Crusher. Brutal. Crusher. Betprep.com prop of the day here today. JT Brewbreaker from your Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. Over four and a half K's at minus 118. I like it. Brew Baker has gone six, 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 five, and five over his last mm. five starts. Mm-hmm. So he's been a pretty good guy to the over. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Samson got three K's. They got hooked on the three and a half, but six of seven on the road, gone over this number. All five when his team's the underdog over the last five games, averaging six K's per six of his last six games overall. 5.8 Ks. Brubaker being projected with over 5 Ks. He's not faced the Marlins, but over the last three games, the Marlins have struck out an average of nine per game. Mm-hmm. You like Brubaker over 4.5 Ks? Yes. Like that this morning when I saw it. I didn't even know that it was the bed prep one. I told you. I saw the email with the rundown. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and again. I do too. This is a unique thing. Last start before the break. Expect him to go at least into the fifth, like just unless he gets bombed early, which it's happened occasionally. But I think this is one of those ones. I know they got four more games coming up in Colorado. Hey, JT, get out there. Get us into the sixth. Get us into the seventh. I think he goes over four and a half Ks. All right. Time for better to book it. Dave will book what he doesn't like, bet what he likes. 
in celebration of Just the Picks, our new Picks podcast available now on all major platforms and YouTube every single morning. JTP15 for a up to a $1,500 deposit bonus match free, or sorry, free bet, not deposit bonus, free bet from Caesars William Hill, Caesars Sportsbooks, JTP15 for that. It is a SoCal special parlay today. Aces day. Padres money line. Dodgers money line. Angels money line. Oh. Plus 400. Better right. booking. Padres minus about 160. Joe Musgrove at Musgrove. Colorado. Dodgers. on the at road. St. Louis. At St. Louis. Angels mm-hmm. at home against the Astros. Man, we're getting close to a don't bet a parlay parlay every day. Every day. Uh, well, the boy's feeling good, Fair. I hit oh, the parlay I yesterday. I'm a junkie when it comes to this kind of stuff. Low risk. Right, Everybody low is. Risk. They all love it. Everyone loves this. They think I'm, I've been possessed by some, you know, person, some ghost. I'm making these bets. Like, who are you? Everyone's saying, like, who the hell are you? Betting parlays every day. This is weird. Listen, we you, you been... did this show yesterday without the hat. We needed a slump buster. I said, you got it. Look, and we got the buster. Yeah, it was a slump buster. We, just, we, we put got the parlay together. No, yeah, yeah. No, I saw. Good and work. Good work. Boy. Meanwhile, Seattle is winning today. That would have been the fourth. That would have cleaned up the whole damn week. And Seattle it would have been 650 yep. plus 650 cleaned nice. up the whole week, but that's okay. That's all right. They just closed it out. Seattle wins six, four tough loss. If you had to over, mm. I'll book the parlay today. Okay. Which one gets me? I think it's the Padres. I would agree. Yes. That's the one I'm most worried about, but it could be the Cardinals. No, nope. but I mean, he ain't mm. lost yet. No, nope. I don't. I think I think he's winning. I like that one. Yep. You know, Tony's a coin flip because I got to rely on the Angels to score runs, and I don't like that today. I like the under in that game. Um, I like him to pitch well. I like his K prop over. Um, I just they may lose two one, three one. Dodgers run line plus one ten is the second bet. Oh. Feeling frisky, sir. Can you just lay the money line with this? No, it's too expensive. And after a loss, the Dodgers, the only time they've lost back-to-back games once in the last month, but the other times they've gone three and oh on the run line after a loss. I like the Dodgers today. I say bet it. When they lose, when they come back and win, they and they lost seven six yesterday. So they come back and I like Gonsolin today to go to 12 and 0. And I like the run line for the Dodgers today. I think he's going to start the All Star game, too. Probably so. If he's 12 and 0 after today, how the hell couldn't he start the All Star game? Even 12 and 0, there. the game's at Dodgers Stadium. You're right. Yeah. It just sets up perfectly. But um, I think he today. wins today. I do, too. And then Otani, money line, minus 117, just to get a W. Beat the Astros. All this talk today and the the boys in the chat, everybody was up and participating and providing us with all this great, you know, thoughts and content. Thank you, guys. All of that said, give me the Astros plus money. Are you kidding me? I'm booking this. I mean, how many more times am I going to get the Astros plus money? It's only when they play the Yankees and when they go against Otani. Can't resist a good price. The bad guys are coming on the Astros. I'm okay with it. Give me a Tony. I, I, I'm, I'm liking my boy. I'm going to ride That's him. Fine. Favorite thing about today is what? 
So you guys know I wear the hats all the time, change the hats during the show. All right. Bet the over in hat changes today because I got one right here. Five. the best thing about today. Hat okay. Change. What was that? Oh, what's this? This is, this is an Ottawa Senators hat. Oh, I like okay. it. 47 brand delivered last night by a listener to the show, Jason. I call him JJP on the Twitter. Never met him before. Okay. Brought his buddy Barry. Uh, from Canada. They flew in from upstate New York. I can't even pronounce the name of the airport they flew, they drove to to fly to Philadelphia to fly to Vegas for three or four days. They land, they have dinner. I get to DM, hey man, I'm in town. Love to meet up. I got something for you. Uh, I finished batting practice last night with the kids at, at practice. We have a Damn, little team meeting hot. after. Oh, it was hot as hell. Oh, it was hot geez. as hell. Um, but we finished it out. And it was like 10 o'clock. I said, yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. He was like, oh, good. So we went down, meet at the book. We always meet at the book. No matter what place I meet somebody at, you just go to the book because there's only one book. I don't have to meet you at this Starbucks. I don't have to meet you at this pit. I don't meet at the book. I'm wearing the Angels hat. I was wearing the Angels. That's my softball hat, my, my old school Angels hat. And JJP and Barry and I had a life discussion. We talked about sports, but we just had one of those discussions. Like we had, what time did you wrap this up? 1am. Jeez. And then I got up, I was up at six o'clock this morning. You to called me. It was 1045 when you were driving. It was like, it was like, you're like, I'm going to meet 1045. Like 1am. Yeah. 1am. 1am. 1 yeah. We could have stayed. We were having such a good time conversation. I mean, this is, and again, we talked about it being at dinner the other night. We've gone to dinner twice with, you know, JD both times, Julian once, tweeting, Julian soft. You are soft, Julian, but it's okay because it on, is hot. Hold on. By the way, did Sports Grid make a promo out of that? Is that what you were showing us yesterday? It was on the commercial. <laughs> There's a Sports Grid <laughs> promo running. Listen, Jules, it wasn't. We had nothing to do with that, Jules. We, do it. we didn't do that. That was not we, our doing at all. It FYI, ran, it, I feel it, horrible. He's going to put on sports and be like, you motherfuckers, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're ruining all, me. All, <laughs> I'm doing the show so they would game in camp and it comes up and I'm like, oh, Medlo is soft. And it's us laughing and talking about it. It's 30, 60 second commercial for the show. Boston. So oh, so if, if you talk to a producer, I, I need that. I need that. Cause I'm putting that on Twitter. Ask them. They send me the MP4. Cause that on Twitter will be absolutely hysterically funny. And <laughs> will flip out. If, if you find out that we made it, they made a promo out of us calling him soft. Cause he started sending us pictures of his phone overheating at stadium swim yesterday <laughs> saying, Oh, my phone's being soft now, I guess. Trying to justify it. So sorry, go on. I'm sorry. It was, sorry, it was Jules. I had, I had yeah. to go that. Anyhow, JJP and Barry, we had just a tremendous conversation. Um, they really enjoy the show. And, you know, he says to me, I brought something from home and he pulls this out. He said, I see you with the hats all the time. You look great in the hats. I've never seen you in an Ottawa Senator's hat. True. And I said, It's the first time in my life I've ever had an Ottawa Senator's hat. But I said I would tell the story and wear the lid on the show, and it would be my best thing about today's segment. So, JJP and Barry, I hope you enjoyed the show. I told you I was doing it. I love the lid. Um, I'll wear it. They still ain't making the playoffs. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, not next year at least. My gosh. 
All right. My favorite thing about today is that my, I have, I'm the oldest. My brother, Ben is 42. He is an organic farmer in Western Massachusetts. My brother, Colin is the one that lives in Maine that will ping pong back and forth and take care of business for me. He's the big gambler, former pitcher. He lands tonight at 10 o'clock. He's coming in. Hello. He hasn't been here for a while. He's been, oh, been here for three years, pre-pandemic. He has not been here since COVID, so he's coming in. He's going to a bachelor party on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're on vacation. He'll come to hang out with us on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've not really done the staycation thing before in Vegas, so I'm kind of curious as to like what I'm going to do. Oh. And we're looking at like renting a boat to go on Lake Mead potentially Fun. or like... Uh, I don't know to, to, to do something along those lines to, to uh-huh. do while we're here uh-huh. and you know maybe go down and stay on the stay at the strip for a night find a hotel down there and you know place that Madeline wants to go and there's been things that Maddie's wanted to do but like I haven't explored Vegas like this where I'm I'm always working I'm always doing shows and now I'm just not I'm doing the just the picks podcast but that's it at night so Really excited to get him here. Whenever family has been coming, you know, family doesn't arrive all that, all that much because of COVID and now it's more open season. So my favorite thing about today is that I get to see my brother because my other brother and sister are pissed off at me because I forgot to say happy birthday to them. So that that's it. My other brother's birthday. I mean, everybody's birthday is July. Madeline's July 30th. My brother Ben's the 14th. Colin and Owen were yesterday on the 12th. It's just stupid. I, everyone's cancers and Leos all over my, all over my life. Uh-huh. All one type of personality all, all in my life nothing wrong with that you know what my nothing. birthday is august august 12th you know what that zodiac sign is you're a leo damn right yeah you're a hardcore leo my daughter's a crossover she's in between that <laughs> cancer leo switch <laughs> thing yeah i'm a hardcore aries i am a aries to like a t uh, oh. april 4th like Look up what Aries are. It's like check, 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 check. Yeah, up on my, I'm all those. Oh, <laughs> like every everything in Aries great. is definitely what 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 I am. So yep. there you go, guys. We're back tomorrow for a Thursday. The dogs are back tomorrow, by the way. So look out for some barking. We got to keep them quiet. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the, how how that happens. I'll I'll have a full house tomorrow. My brother Colin will be here. Madeline will be here. Dogs will be here. It's going to be straight chaos tomorrow morning for the, oh, for the show. So could be some fun times. Like the show, subscribe, keep us. We got over a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So thank you for that. That was really cool to keep on pushing. Now the next step is 10,000. So let's keep on liking, subscribing and listening. We appreciate it at Boston versus the book on Twitter. He's Dave. I'm Matt back tomorrow for Thursday's Bostonian versus the book.